Here we are again for another week, episode 120 of Snarf Talk. The big 120. 120. It's a milestone, right? Is it? I mean, I guess 25 would be. 125? Take... Yeah, that would be a milestone. At 150, right? we're getting tattoos, right? Is that when we were getting the, t- the, the twos? We never decided, but it seems like a good, good number. Are you going to get a face tat? Cover up your scarring? No. Oh. I'm not getting a face tat. Come on. Just one. No face tat. You only got to get one tat. And it has to be on your face. A snake? Or like behind your ear. I could get like a snake. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if somebody, like, would people, do people do that? Like, get them on their ears? Get, oh, yeah. I'm sure people get ear tattoos. An ear tat? Every like, day. I think every day. It's all like, all right, bro, let's hit it. We need to get, get some a, ear tats. Let's get some ear tats. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. Um, are we live? Yeah. I'm a click. I'm trying to load it. Yeah, there we are. Okay. I'm pop. You were popped up there. I'm looking at my face on the screen. Well, welcome to all you live streamers out there. Sorry, yes. we're a day late. Hopefully, we're not a dollar short. Not a dollar short. No, I'm a solid six dollars ahead. We decided to postpone this episode because me and Jerry had did not have the required amount of time mm-hmm. to watch a big release in the world of movies. our podcast and movies and comic books. It's been. In waiting, like people have waited for this for years. Like I have waited for this four for years. years, right? When so the the movie that came out um, yesterday uh, was the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah, and we're gonna review it in yes. total later. But we hadn't watched it before last night, and it's four hours long. Four hours and two minutes. It's a bit of a sit. Yeah. Uh, so you got to put some time into this one. So we decided to give it a night. Right. Because we thought we can't have a podcast with this movie being out and not seeing it. Because when we release this episode, besides the live that's happening right now, we release it on a Monday. People have seen it. People want to know our opinion. You know, people want to. And hear I might it. have also seen another new release. I didn't. Oh, we can't talk about that yet either. You could bring up something about it, but uh, that's fine. I just so couldn't work it in. So yeah, we you, ended up that, watching it. That's what we're going to do uh, later on the show. We're going to talk about our reactions, our reviews for the Zack Snyder with spoilers um, cut of Justice League um, before we get to that. Hey, one thing, if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, mm-hmm. if I could implore you. Just implore. Implore? Is yeah. that the right word? I think it is. Implore. To hit the share button and or the like button and or both buttons. Yeah, right. You could do both. It is very important. It is vital to our existence that you share yeah. this video. We need to reach all of the people in Canada. Did you see that we got uh, reached? Somebody reached out to us in our email about uh, wanting to advertise on our podcast. No, I saw. I saw the email. I didn't read it. Though. I mean, yeah. I think it's a scam. It's not like a scam, but I think when you click like. I think it's a salesperson for like a service that places ads. Gotcha. But they they structured it as like this. We have a advertiser that's really interested right now. Right now wants to give you thousands of dollars. Well, they didn't say that, but <laughs> um, this that brings something up in my brain that I wanted to talk about, and I'm not I'm not going to mention specifics, and I'm not going to name names by any means. But there was a post on my Facebook feed, and it's a it's. One of the schemes that you love, the pyramid type, right? Oh, hate them. I know you do. And I saw, I saw a meme one time that it said, like, every Midwestern wife 
and it had a triangle and the triangle was cut in half and it had the left side. It says, uh, become a nurse. And then the right side said pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's like, it's one or the other. That's all you do in the Midwest. But anyway, well, my wife runs a business. Yeah. It's, I understand there are others, but it is very common for a lot of people to be nurses. Yeah. Everybody, my Facebook people. is blown up with these pyramid scheme people. Just yes. stop it. So stop it, people. This one made me, it just boggled my brain as to why you would post this. So she's been recently posting a lot of things, very inspirational, how she's changing her life. And of course. You know, and it's great. She looks very happy. That's That's fine. But the reason she's this happy is because she is trying to sell you this pyramid scheme thing. But her recent post had like like these bullet points as to why her life has gotten better. And the very first bullet point was like connected with a friend on Facebook who I had never met before. I was like, Hmm, that seems like a red flag. And then the next one was also like, seems like a low bar for your life. Yeah, improving. Yeah, yeah. So it had, I that. met a person today at the supermarket. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, but it was like, it was talked to a friend on Facebook that I'd never met before. And then the next one was, uh, heard about a product that I know nothing about. And then the third one was made a really risky financial uh, investment that was necessary. And then I'm just sitting there like, I don't feel like any of this was necessary. And who wants to like immediately buy something or invest in something that you don't even know the person and you know nothing about the product. <laughs> and you're like, man, risky investment, but it was necessary for my life. Yeah. And I don't, think it is those are basically every bullet point you just like pointed out are on the like do not list it's like do not invest in something that you don't know anything about do not invest in someone you don't know (laughs) and i just i've been laughing about it all week because i was like man that really if you wanted me to buy in that was the wrong thing to put because I know you. I guess I'm we not could. Going to do we that. could put that whole thing and like stretches my springs yeah. segment. Those yeah. things all stretch my spring. I understand. Listen, I want to hear from people. I understand some of them aren't pyramid schemes. They're multi-level marketing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It might technically not be a pyramid scheme, but and some of you might be very successful. I'm at not it. saying people can't have success. At yeah. It, yeah. But I'm not also saying that those that you're not annoying. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It just baffles me that that people will get into it thinking that they're going to, like, I'm starting a business. Well, you're eh. not. You're eh. not. You're just attached onto somebody else and have to pay them. I guess it's kind of like a loan in a way, but you're. I just don't think it's the right way to go I just, for starting a business. I just don't really like. It's not. I don't know. I just. It's. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like having. Anything where you have to leverage your personal relationships with your family and friends to peddle anything. Yes. I don't care if it's insurance. I don't care if it's any of this or that. It's a different thing to have like a real business, what I would consider a real business. Yeah. And But a business that doesn't depend on leveraging your relationships with your friends and family. Right. And I can, I mean, insurance is one thing. As long as you don't try to push it on someone, but if you were no, like but there was a, talking to family members and they're like, "Oh, I got like my insurance dropped me," or I was looking for something cheaper, you could be like, "I do that." No, 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 for no. A living. You no, know? that's completely different. You're talking about being an insurance agent. Yeah, 
totally normal. What I'm talking about is when I was in college, it was very common for college kids to get recruited by these certain companies, and I'm not going to name them. Oh, and I know exactly. They what you're go talking. out and they are encouraged to meet with their friends and family and try and then sell them yes. life insurance or this or that without having any real knowledge of insurance. These people weren't. Yes. Yes. You know the company. Absolutely, I do. Um, Craig said, my sister's uh, podcast just had an interview with a flat earther, if you want to get weird. I would be all up for that. I mean, yeah. And then Kyle said, Craig, you are a flat earther. (laughs) (laughs) Dirk wants in on... uh, the pyramid schemes. <laughs> he's he's peddling countertop butter cabinets. <laughs> well, I'm in on that. If there's a if you're selling those things, I want one. Countertop butter cabinets. So, <laughs> because I gotta keep a lot of butter. I out. need more information on this. Is this like a mini drawer that's just the depth of a, sticks of butter and you can just put in No, I bet you it's like a bread box, like the old school bread box, you know? Doesn't it make more sense to have so you got your like silverware drawer? Yeah. If you had a drawer right above that that was the exact Depth or height yeah. of a stick of butter, and it pulled out full, so you could just yeah, line up butter, butter in, there. in there. You could put like twenty butter. I mean, in really, there. couldn't you do that with any drawer? <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> yes. You Why could. does it have to be the exact size? It's a, of a it's butter. A butter. <laughs> well, you did say butter cabinet. He so. said cabinet, so that's why I think of a bread box that you would put like on your counter because he says countertop how about a gigantic butter-sized pez dispenser that sits on your countertop where you lift the head up and it pushes out a stick of butter that would be amazing and you could even close it and it would take two tablespoon chunks that would be good yeah it comes out two tablespoons at a time guys who wants to be in charge of my multi-level marketing campaign because i just invented we just created it if you guys can sell I mean, it for us. We didn't create it. Oh, we did. I, no, no, no. If it's on this podcast, it's a we thing. <laughs> Christopher. Oh. Uh, Cause I told you it was Craig a good idea. Craig said the cabinet is made out of butter. <laughs> oh, so the cabinet's the butter. Okay. I still I'm liking this uh Pez dispenser idea. No, that's a really good idea. To it, where it cuts it the butter is. for you. They do have uh some gadgets. Don't steal my thunder. No, I'm not. I'm just saying they have gadgets that you put the you put the butter in this like tube. It's like a butter the same size as the butter, and you put it in there, close it up, and then you crank it, and it will push it out the end into ribbons. Okay, but it doesn't measure it for you. No, it doesn't measure it. I'm just saying it'll push it out and make a ribbon of butter. Here's you, an idea. You can do it with cold butter, though, and you, it's spreadable once it's pushed through. I like that even. idea, I guess, but what if we called it the butter bazooka? It's got a good name. It's got a good ring to it. It really does. But it's not really like a bazooka. So there is a thing called a sushi bazooka. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's it's actually like a caulk gun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it like shits out a roll of sushi for you. It's awesome. I want one so bad. It does not look awesome. (laughs) They also have those tubes that you put eggs in, and it makes like scrambled eggs for you. I don't know what that is. And it pushes it out in a tube. It does not look good. That's not something I want. Um, anyway, what do you think about Craig's uh, flat earth conversation? What, what's your feeling on <laughs> no, flat earth theory? Dirk said that he's converting old bank lock boxes into the butter cabinets. Like the ones in the vaults? I guess, the, the, that you have to pull out and open up. Yeah. That's, huh. That seems too difficult to use. It needs to be one of those roll top. Yeah you know, lids or whatever. Like a door. secretary. Yeah, 
Like those old desks, like the butter, old roll top desks. Butter tubes for cock guns, not a bad idea though. Like a pre-filled cock tube full of butter. <laughs> now that I'm I'm serious, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah. A cock butter gun. Yeah. A butter cock gun. Just be a butter gun. That would be the butter bazooka. That would be a butter bazooka. Yeah. You're right. Boom. We just did it. We can do it. Let's just get old tubes and clean them out <laughs> and start packing butter in them. It'd be that we easy. We don't have to find old tubes. I'm sure we can find the manufacturer of oh. caulking tubes. Oh, do they sell new tubes? I think you can buy empty tubes. I thought the caulk company made the tubes and the caulk. Yeah, I don't think so. Made the tube around their caulk. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think the hard part of all this is the dairy lobby. You got to get them in your pocket. We would. Big Dairy. Big Dairy would be in my pocket for sure. Anytime, yeah. I mean, if you're, hey, we want to make your product into a caulk. You <laughs> could be like, for windows? <laughs> yeah. Butter caulk for windows. People are really into it right now. Ugh. No, we want to put butter in your caulk tubes. Gosh, it just gets worse every time I say it. <laughs> just we'll just call it the butter bazooka. Yeah, butter bazooka. Good. All right. Copyrighted. Copyright. Snarf talk. Snarf talk. Uh, 2021. Flat earthers. Flat earth theory. So, you know, it has, it has no weight, obviously, and it aggravates the crap out of me. It aggravates me as well. I can't deal with it. They're, every time I see these people talking... So it was a big deal for a while. Like everybody was like pushing it for a while. Then it kind of went away. But every once in a while, I hear some people that still bring it up. And it's like, is this, this is still a thing? Like there are people that still really believe this. I don't know if they do or not, or they just want attention. Why do you want that kind of attention though? Dude. It's the same people that go on like Jerry Springer. People want Maury. all kinds of attention. They just want any attention. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's the same type of people. If you're, if you're doing that just for attention... That same person would also go on Maury and say that, you know, I'm not the father and have three women claim that you are the father and then sit down and wait for testing that is all fake. But bro, bro, I can't see that. I can't see that anything that curves. I don't see no curve. See, and that's the way they would be. And then it'd be like. Except when you're at the beach and you see a boat disappear. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Over the horizon. But it, it, and then Maury would sit there and say. What, how does he say it? And the results are in? Like, you, you are an idiot. Not the father. <laughs> there is a curve. And then they'd stand up. Oh, and the women would be yelling at him. And he'd be hanging his head down because he's a loser. He figured out that he's a loser. That's, I just watched Maury the other day because I went to Juliet and I was eating, <laughs> I was eating at Mickey's. In Juliet, you ever ate at Mickey's? No, I've I've been I've been sand, by there, but little sandwich never joint. There. They got they got a really good uh, Chicago style hot dog. It's on, on Jefferson, uh, Larkin and Thirty, like the corner. It's by Harbor Freight. Oh, okay. Then no, I haven't been there. Okay, it's a little hole in the wall place. Got a phenomenal Chicago style dog. I was thinking of dog. that dog place on Great Jefferson. Snap! You're thinking of. Um, there's a drive-through dog place. Yes, and I can't think of the name of it, but I've eaten there too. I've eaten there before. But yeah. this this was better, I think. Um, I like their buns better, but they had, man, they had a snap. It had to have been a Nathan's. Ooh, maybe it was a Vienna. They got a lot of snap too. They do. But I had ever? I ate at Boz's the other day. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't eaten there in a long time. Got some takeout. That sounds really good. Did you get the beef? I did get the beef. 
<laughs> you got to get the beef. You got to get the Every beef. time you go to Baza's, you got to get the beef. But they also have a great uh, combo. They got, they, they've got big hot dogs there, don't they? Like a really long one? No, they got regular hot dogs, and then they got, what do they call them? It's like a fatter hot dog, but it's not. It's like an Italian sausage type deal. Oh, yeah. Yes, I know what you mean. It'd be a sausage. But it's not like an Italian sausage. I don't know what it's called. A Polish? Yes, maybe. It'd have to be. Anyway, I was sitting in Mickey's eating my dog, and Maury was on, and that's what was going on. They were screaming about who the father is and who cheated on who, and I just couldn't understand... And I, obviously, we've all seen these shows a bajillion times. Nobody sits and watches these shows, right? Are there people in this world that do Absolutely. this? Absolutely, there's people. That, why would they wouldn't be on if there wasn't I, people that watch? That them. was my question. Is like, first of all, these are like the lowest of low human beings that have nothing else going it. on. It makes them feel good about. They themselves. have nothing else going on in their life, so I'm going to go on Maury just to try to be a, you know, get my 15 minutes of fame. But then I started thinking. How are these shows still on the air? People, there must be a ton of people that watch them during the day. Dude, because there's so many people that are just home all day. It, you know where their ratings come from, though? Is that somebody has turned on Channel 9 News in the morning and then forgot that they left their TV on <laughs> and left. No, there's a lot of people that are home in the middle of the day. There's a lot of people that don't work. Really? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah, for sure that's a thing. I'm just out of touch with that, I guess. Because you know what? I'm a worker. I go to work, except for on Fridays. I need to talk about something right now. Okay. Baza's is a chain? Mm -mm. Can't be. It is. Hazelcrest, Lansing, Thornton, Steger, Bourbonnet, Kankakee, Morris, and Route 50 North, Shuler, and River Street, and Dyer, Indiana. Wow. I had no idea. I thought it was only in Morris. I did too. I've literally never seen another establishment. I've kind of lost some respect for them now. I mean, maybe they branched out from Morris and made it bigger. I'd have respect for that. Well, yeah. I'm not, not that I've lost respect. That, that was the wrong way to put it. It was. I just thought it was like one of those things. It's like it was, you're local. Yeah. You know, little pride. You got a little pride in it. Is Dave's Dogs a, a chain? That's not a chain. Dave's Dogs is a hometown thing. For sure. It is a Polish, by the way. It is a Polish. That's what I thought. Yeah. And they have a footlong Polish, too. Um, Molly Kaminsky told us to go to Baba Luke's Beef and Pizza. And I sales. love a good Baba Luke's. You know, I've only eaten at Baba Luke's one time in my life, and it was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I've gone there quite a bit, and I was just there that, not that long ago. I mean, when I say not that long ago, it was a little while ago, but last summer we went there. We had a baseball game. Oh, yeah. In Marseille. Oh, yeah. We went there. I didn't go. Why wasn't I invited? I don't know. I, you know, that's a little insider trading on Molly's end. You know, she's got a little inside investment there. Yeah. I feel like that's almost like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Just what you're doing right there. No, she's promoting her family's her family business. Well, okay. You know, this isn't free advertisement around here. I don't know. Molly. But when I went there, I had the best experience ever they've expanded they got like a whole nother side now with tables really it's great great pizza i haven't been there in years i've only ever had pizza there but oh really yeah i hear their beef's very good uh molly said tell them i sent you and i get a bigfoot cookie Uh, oh it is a pyramid scheme (laughs) 
See, do th- it's like uh, this for that kind of thing, a quid pro quo. It's like, quo. oh, try my HelloFresh and you get $50 and I get $50. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I bet she but gets a Bigfoot. Get, no, we get a Bigfoot But I bet you she gets one, too. Of course she does. She probably makes the Bigfoot cookies. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see how it is. Anyway, I do want to go there. I do want to try. I want to go around and just do an Italian beef review. Oh, well, I mean... I can't say anything now because I feel like I don't want to offend. But I have a pretty strong opinions on that. On Italian beef? Yeah. I well, really like Baza's. Yeah, so do I. I but like Baza's. I've not had one at Baba Luke's. I've only had pizza there. So No, I know. I'm not saying we should do a review right now. I'm saying we should go, we should travel the countryside eating Italian beef. Okay. And then come back and give a review. I'm in. Because EJ Cars is an Italian beef on the menu. I didn't know that either. Yeah. They do. They got a combo on the menu. An Italian beef combo. Does Portillo's count? Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Or are we doing like hole in the wall stuff? <laughs> well, Baza's got like 30 locations. That's true. I guess we'd have to. There's go. only one Baba Luke's. I know. There's only one. There's only one EJ Cars. Dirk says, I'm a fan of the HelloFresh. Yeah, and I bet you, you have a code right now that if you share it, you get $50, and everybody (laughs) else gets $50. Huge fan of HelloFresh. Here's a code. Here's a code. Use it. (laughs) I got it from the guy above me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You tried that, didn't you? Yeah, we did HelloFresh. I enjoyed it. It was good. Now we have one called Home Chef. It's a little cheaper. Did you do Blue Apron? No. You never did Blue Apron. Just the HelloFresh. And the what? Home Chef? Home Chef is the one we do now. Cheaper? Home Chef. Uh, it's a little bit cheaper, and I feel like HelloFresh was a little more work, hmm. but they're both good. I do, and it's called Aldi and Jewel. Yeah, that's fine. Go and buy your groceries, Chris. I don't have time. I got better you're things to like do. just like a one percenter, aren't you? I you're got better, like the, better things to do with my time. You're like the top tier humanoid Listen, you're of our f- area. Feel free to buy my groceries for me. I'll give you my credit card. I, why would I do that? I'm, I got to buy my own. Then don't complain. And I do it. <laughs> I go out there. I slave away buying groceries. I saw Marley in Walmart just like a couple weeks ago. You still got to go. Not very often. We don't go very often. No. You get everything off Amazon. We get a lot off Amazon. Marley probably goes somewhere. She probably goes somewhere once a week. We had a heck of a time dialing down the Amazon, like getting it honed in, right, to what we needed. Oh, you know you can make things like every six months or every... No, I know, and we we were changing it up, and it would be like... So at, at first we had it out at six months, and we'd use everything up. So then we like dialed it down, and then we dialed it down too much, and we were getting like... A bajillion paper plates. That it's just like okay, we got plenty of paper plates. Let's slow that down now and put it back out to eight Don't months. Don't slow and it then down. It's like, you can't slow it down. Paper plates, man. We use them like crazy. oh yeah. That's all we basically use. The only time I use like an actual hard plate is when I'm thawing out meat. I put it on a on like a hard plate. Yeah, a hard plate. Hard plate. A real hard. The real plate. plate. The china. <laughs> so the china. The, China. Uh, Dirk wants to go on the Italian beef tour. Uh, you are invited, sir. Do you have any good Italian beef places uh, by you? Yeah, um, if anybody's Dirk got has... any uh, any suggestions for Italian beef places, this is what we're doing now. Joe's Hot Dog is on 30. That's the one. Joe's Hot Dog. So what's the one on Jefferson? Because that one's good, too. 
Wait a minute. He said on 30. I thought Joe's was on Jefferson. Maybe it's hot dog for you. <laughs> no? So. so anyway. <laughs> Dirk also said he's a heavy feeder. <laughs> he's, he's on full feed, folks. But I like a lot of pepper on my uh, Italian beef. Sport hot, peppers or hot, hot peppers? peppers hot banana peppers. peppers? No, hot peppers. Really? I'm not a huge hot pepper guy on beef. I, I will have some. I like a little bit of a kick to a it. A little pep? But I like the banana peppers. I like that tang, that zip, you know, that, that punch I to like your them too, tongue. But I do like a, I'll take a... Um, I don't want it to be burny. Burny. <laughs> I don't like it to be burny. I don't want it to burn my throat. I like jardinier. Jardinier. Yeah, oh yeah. That's what I'm all Amy about. and I, Amy is obsessed with that jardinier. Gear near, 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 near. I do, that is the single hardest word to spell. Did you see? I posted uh, when we're on this topic of food. I posted on our page um, the video of Dave Portnoy. He's been doing Chicago. He has pizza yeah. places, and he did uh, Chicago pizza and oven grinders. Oh, he did. Which I love that place, but I I haven't seen him. Have recently. you ever been there? No, I don't think so. So it's not pizza, really. It's like. Um, so they got like a bread bowl almost. Okay. It's like they take a big bowl and they line it with dough. Yes, I've seen that. And then they flip it over. And then they fill it with um, sausage and sauce and mm-hmm. cheese and peppers and onions and um, mushrooms. And then they bake it and then they come over when they flip it over upside yeah. down. And it's like a pot pie, pizza pot pie. Right. Basically. So and it's one of those places that like is classic Chicago place, but also it's the place that everybody bitches about because they're just like... That makes sense. Oh, it's where all the tourists go. It's not real. Right. But it is authentic. I mean, it's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I enjoy it. I've been there like three times. Very much enjoy it. Okay. Cool place. So he did it there, but they, he just got cheese. That's all he, he gets. Always, well, That's... he didn't... His friend ordered it. Okay. And they just ordered him cheese, and you can't eat it like pizza. He's like, no. and he's just throwing a fit. He's like, I don't know how to do this. He's like, you can't, you can't order cheese. Nobody's ever walked in this place and ordered a cheese. They make it one way, with sausage and all the blah blah blah. Yeah, you got to order it like that. The guy was like, Well, you always get cheese. He's like, Yeah, Frankie. Because, no, it wasn't. Guy. It wasn't, it wasn't Frankie. Frankie. No, it was Eddie. Oh, he, did he switch it up? Uh, no, Frankie's on the camera. This guy it was another guy. It was driver. Okay. Um. Anyway, so they're bitching, but that was his one thing. He's like, well, it's not pizza. You have to do it the way that they make it. You got to eat it that way. I like that place. If anybody gets a chance to go to Chicago. There's no reservations, though, and there's always a line. Oh, really? Yeah, it sucks. He was in Northbrook um, for something, uh, for a pizza that I saw before I came here, and he liked it a lot. Yeah. And he does, I think he scores things pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. Because I, I, he, he said he's like he's like listen. He's like I love this. He's like I could see why people want to come here. I could see why they told me to come to this place. He said, you know, everybody says like I, I'm tough on scoring. He's like this guy over here. He's saying it's an eight. He's like, you know, if I lived in this area, would I say it's an eight? If this is like the the local food around me, he's like, yeah, I would. Would I say it's an eight for pizza? Everything that I've tried in the in the nation, like would I say it's an eight? He's like, I don't think I would because of everything that he's tried. And I think that's a fair assessment. 
because of all of the other types of pizza he's had and the scoring, you can't score it on like what you've only had in Chicago. You have to score it on the world of pizza, right? And he, but he ended up giving it a 7.8. I think that was a fair score. That's a pretty high score for it's him. It's very high. Yeah. I like I watched the when he did a pizza score of Lunchables pizza. I, I didn't know he did. Was it during the quarantine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a negative two. Yeah. He also did that for Jax. He did a bunch of frozen pizzas. Because Jax was like hammering him, sell, sending him things and being like mean to him. So he just got pissed off and gave him a really shitty review. Yeah. Because the pizza that he got was like already thought out. And he was like pissed when he got it and it was already bit thought out. He's like, how am I supposed to cook this? He's like, because it's already half thought out. He's like, now I always put it fully frozen into the oven. He's like, so do I alter my cook time? I don't know. He's like, I'm going to go by what the box says. So he overcooked the shit out of it and gave him a bad review. Um, of course, David's going to have an opinion on this. So tavern style pizza sucks and square cut is terrible. Slices only. I'm not a fan of square cut pizza. He's personally. saying like that's that's a, that's a Dave Portnoy thing. Oh, I don't okay. think he's saying that as his opinion. I think that's a Dave Portnoy thing. He has liked a couple, they call it a grandma slice, a grandma style, where it's the square pizza, which I don't like at all either. I don't really care for that. And Dave Portnoy has never really cared for it either. There's a couple times that he likes it, but he never gives them a very good review. Yeah. He hates margarita pizza as well. I'm, I'm not a fan of margarita pizza. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He, he caps a margarita pizza like the highest it could possibly get is a five. I've, I'm, I'm with him on that. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Depends on the level of balsamic vinaigrette. I just want him. If there's a lot, then I'll score it higher. I want him to go out to this Denver joint that I went to. Um, it's called the Atomic Cowboy, but it's, a, it's two, um, like, uh, restaurants in one. So it's the Atomic Cowboy, but it has the Denver Biscuit Company and it has Fat Sully's uh, Pizza. Denver Biscuit Company has biscuits, obviously, but it, you can get lunch and breakfast there. And they've got a ton of different foods. And then obviously the pizzas. And that is by far the best pizza I've ever had. Like I haven't had a pizza better than that slice that I got there. And I want them to go try that because it's so freaking good. Um, Take me there. We'll go there on our Italian beef tour. Okay, just fly out to Denver <laughs> yeah, for I a mean, slice. <laughs> why not? Seek to fly to Denver. They don't have Italian beef there, though. Let me ask this. I I don't because I'm not. I'm confused from what David's saying. What is tavern style pizza? Square. That's the oh no squares? no 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 square cut uh, tavern style pizza. I guess I don't know. I don't know what that. I'll means. have to look it up. Uh, but yeah, he he doesn't. Oh like. nope, I hate squares. I love margarita. I love slices. I also love slices. Yeah, I'm I would. A, I'm much, a slice guy. I would much rather have everything in slices. The only time I like squares is with a taco pizza. I every place you go around here, though, puts it in a square, cuts it in a square. Not most places, right? A lot of places. I mean, Geo's doesn't, and that's the best pizza place in the world. It's not. It's not. Wilmington Pizza is real good. Um, Fox's pizza is also in Wilmington. It's real good, but they're copycats of each other. Like one guy used to work at Wilmington pizza and then went and opened Fox's pizza that we did a big snarf recommends. I found out the inside scoop there. It's like the same pizza. It's the exact same thing, but they're both very good, but they're in squares. Maria's is in squares. EJ's is in squares. Anywhere you go. Squares. squares What's a Baba Luke's? Are they a square? I think they're a square pizza too. What? Where, how did that happen? How did that start? Why did they do that? Like the standard for pizza was slices. Different parts of the country, it's squares. 
just the way it is. There's some parts of the country that they're, you get the square rectangle sheets of pizza. I think it's like Philadelphia. That's the, well, that's or, the grandma slice. Yeah, that's okay. what I was talking about. Because that's what I thought he was talking about. But then I realized it was a, it was the square slices he was saying. Squares are parties when you realize you didn't. Squares are parties when you realize you didn't buy enough for everyone. Um, Geo's in Cole City. You have a G- fan. Yeah, right there. I, I like it. Geo's in Cole City it's, is the best pizza around. It's, it's that's not. why it's number one pizza voted in Greenwich County several years straight. <laughs> um, no, I disagree. Pizza around here does not suck. Molly says you can ask for squares or slices at Bob Luke's. But what's okay. standard? What that's is what I the want standard? What comes if I don't ask for anything? Is it going to be served to me in a slice or a square in the box? Like, I call on the phone say, hey, I need a couple pies. Give me a I couple gotta get, pies. I got to get one with the pep. I got to get one with the sauce. All right? Just the sauce. Just the sauce? <laughs> <laughs> sausage. I, was say, I wanted to say sausage, but I was trying to shorten it up. Okay. It didn't work. Uh, Nobody's ever said, give me no, the I pep, don't. too. <laughs> no, I want the one with the pep, and I want the one with the gobble like, like Pepsi pizza? <laughs> no, the pepperoni. <laughs> Come on. And pizza is pizza in Italy, the real deal. Well, yeah. Okay. Thanks, stop. Dan. First of all, they don't really have the same kind of pizza in Italy. I think pizza, the way we know it, is like an American invention. He said nothing like ours. So I've been to, Italy, to Rome. I've had pizza there. And you can get that kind of pizza here, especially in like fancy Isn't pizza Isn't that the margarita-style pizza? Kind of, but it'll be like a flatbread pizza, you know, with like a little mm-hmm. bit of this, a little bit of that. A little Some oil. tomato, get a little, a little bit of olive oil and a little, little bit of vinegar. Sauce. Maybe a little bit of mozzarella. Yeah, you throw know. the mozza on. Nothing. Very light. It's like a cracker. I'm going to I'm gonna crunk, crinkle up this basil and throw it on there for you. Yeah. That's how they talk in Italy. <laughs> yeah. We're just trying to... <laughs> We're gonna try you up some basil over here. Come on, I got a bunch of basil on my window. I cook. I, I, Welcome I, to the pizza place. Come on in here and sit day. down. Uh, we're gonna give you some basil. You need the olive oil. You know the extra virgin, the E V O O. Huh? I tell you though, it's like a cracker. It's like stuff on a cracker. That's what it's like in Rome. Put that on a cracker, dude. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna give a gavagoo. Yeah, give me the gavagoo. <laughs> That's a. Uh, Capicola. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that place in Ottawa, that like fancy pizza place where it used to be where the um, no. sushi place was, Burgers and Bash. Yeah, whatever. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it's it. It's not bad. Seed and Top uh, and uh, McDonald went there. I thought it was going to be really good. We went, and I was honestly a little bit disappointed. Really? Uh, so I enjoyed it. They got Amy and I went with her brother and did, a what and did her you sister. Get? What did Ka- you get? Uh, Patreon subscriber Caleb Koss was there. Did with you me. get goat cheese? Um, we steak. did have a we did have a goat che- cheese one there. Did you get a balsamic drizzle? Yeah, we did. Um, we had like everything because we ordered like four different types of pizza. No, even more than that. I think everybody ordered their own individual one, and then we shared slices. <laughs> Dirk said, "If I didn't know any better, I think I'd, I think I was listening to a couple old Italians." <laughs> yeah, that's what we are. Because <laughs> I said "gabagoo," give me that "gabagoo." David, oh my I gosh, watched the Sopranos. Listen, stop. David likes something. Yeah, he liked it a lot. He's the one who told me to go there, and he loved it. And then when we went, it just kind of fell flat for me. In the the one reason why is that their waitress, I think, was super drunk. And <laughs> what? Oh, I'm not joking you. She couldn't like put words together. 
And she just didn't. She was not a good server oh. whatsoever. You'll uh, you'll have to ask Amy about. it. I don't know. They told me this whole the waitress when I was there was going on and on about the. Like, oh, we got this pizza oven. It came from Italy. We had to put it on a fucking boat. We had to, like, float it over here because it's too big to go on a plane. And I'm like, just stop. Yeah. Ugh, this is true. Unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah. they do have So you got like, a brick oven. I don't even know if any of that's true. I just made that up. But there was making a big deal about this pizza pizza oven from yeah. Italy. And it cost, like, $100,000. Right. Well, that seems like a silly investment. You yeah. can buy, like, portable brick <laughs> ovens. Yeah. You know? That place has a... Brick oven portable pizza wagon that you can hire for like catering for events. Really? They got one in Mazan too. They got a pizza oven, yeah. portable pizza oven. Yeah. They used to put it out on the street for like the fireman days and like. With a real brick oven, wood fire brick oven pizza maker in it? Yes. It's, it is like a, it looks like one of those chimeneas, you know? You yeah. Know, with like that's the stack. That's what it looks like in there. That's what it is. It's Hardy's have it. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, speaking of David liking a place, um, I'm going to, I think, hopefully give his uh, brunch place a try this weekend. Yes, I saw that. We I can go, go if you want to go. I want to go because that sounded pretty good, and he was all about that brunch, and I do love a good he brunch. He was all about that brunch, about that, that brunch. brunch. Give me pancakes. <laughs> all them oysters. Wasn't uh, it like 60 cents an oyster? Uh, like yeah, that. sixty cents an oyster. Give me a thousand, then. I don't, <laughs> I don't like oysters at all. Oh, I love I, them. Do you really love them? I didn't think you would. No, I'm a huge oyster fan. Gosh, I've tried them many times. I've tried them many different ways: raw, cooked, Rockefellered. It's just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Um, I've always just like regular raw oysters, but I was in New Orleans recently for a wedding. Have you ever done this <laughs> and swallowed it? It's nothing like it's that. It's exactly like that. So it's I've a rec- loogie. Recently was in New Orleans for a wedding. At this wedding, they had an oyster station where they were grilling, just on a regular grill, uh-huh. grilling big oysters like on the half shell with um, a little bit of cheese and some other stuff on them, like Parmesan cheese and some other things. Yeah, it sounds really good. And they'd come off the grill like still boiling, sizzling. Oh, yeah. Just hot. Just as hot as you could get it. Unbelievable. Really? Where was this at? Uh, in New Orleans. Nolens. Nolens. Pronounced. Nolens. I mean, they should be good down there, right? Like, Sick. You had four dozen oysters, David? Jesus Christ. That's sickening. I bet he got a little action that night. <laughs> yeah, and I bet you didn't. <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac. Four dozen oysters. That's a lot of oysters. I mean, I could... They're not very filling. What's this, this aphrodisiac stuff? <sighs> Give me a break. There is no part of an oyster or even eating an oyster. It's that a chemical is process. Sexy. That, no, it's not. You're like, no, they're like, oh, this is an aphrodisiac because it looks good. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it's like why slurp, it's an aphrodisiac. It's like slurp this snot ball down. No, I think it's, it's so good. It's looking. like a chemical reaction, right? No, it's because people get like sensual over snotty food, apparently. Slimy. Slippery food. Oh my god! Try and figure out how to spell aphrodisiac. <laughs> I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even know where to start. I said jardinier was the hardest. It's apparently aphrodisiac. You're right. Afro. Oh, oh. You know, it's from the Greek Aphrodite. I bet. Aphrodite. I bet you it is too. Yeah, the love god or something, right? Um. So let's figure out why it's an aphrodisiac. Oysters have been reputed and a reputed aphrodisiac for at least since the Roman Empire. 
Yeah. Um, Why? And supposedly were regularly enjoyed as a virility booster by Giancomo Giancarlomo Casanova. Ah, Casanova. Okay, so it was he, made up by him. No. Um, yes. The stories came out of a presentation by the American Chemical Society by George Fisher, professor of chemistry. Uh, da, da, they found that colleague, him and colleagues found discovered that muscles contain the amino acid D-aspiritic acid, which has been found to increase the level of sex hormones in lab rats. I told you. Yeah, you were right. Um, okay. The amino acid could contribute to the aphrodisiac effect of shellfish. Okay. Hmm. But there, there are things on... It's not been studied in human beings. Okay. On shows and stuff, you always, you always hear, like, in some countries, they consider this an aphrodisiac. Well, that's just them, like, considering it. None of it's true. Right. And I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, oh, yeah. I never got a chub. Man, there's a, after we missed eating, a lot. Three dozen rounds. After eating them snot buckets. Three dozen Wife is allergic to cooked. shellfish, so it's like she, being... Sn- well, she's not eating the shellfish. No, but she is severely, and he just sits there in front of her, slopping down these just all this shellfish. Slurping and, like, and slopping. Oh, yeah, getting all the juice all over him. So you think she's coming by him after that? Absolutely not. You think she wants swollen lips, tongue hanging out of her mouth because she's... You know, all swelled up. <laughs> Thanks a lot, baby. <laughs> That's what happens when they get home. Oh. He tries to smooch on her. Remember when we, her before this, have, we're like, we have nothing to talk about. What are we going to talk about for <laughs> yeah. this whole podcast? We still have to do the review. We're already actually running behind. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. Um, did you have any news, by the way? No, I have no, no oh, news. Okay. I have none. All we're going to talk about is stupid aphrodisiacs and giving me the pep. Give, put the pep hey, on the... Give me the pep over hey, here. You got an oyster? Put a pep on it. Eh? Put hey, a little pep on it. Where, where are you from? You from the United States? I'm going to tell you how we do things over here in Rome. <laughs> yeah. All right? We got a cracker pizza. We got that cracker pizza. We don't put no pep on it. No pep. We put some tomato. And basil. We eat some, ba- <laughs> some basil. <laughs> We drizzle some balsam on it. <laughs> we got that balsam. <laughs> give, me that, give me that, that good briny balsam. And we uh, and that EVOO, that uh, that uh, virgin yeah, olive oil. Yeah, we get that over there with that gabagoo. And hey, Freddie, get it over <laughs> hey, here. We got get that over pizza. Here. Say hello to your mother for that me. Be- <laughs> that pizza. <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dirk says sounds like an appetizer What? I'm guessing he's talking about <laughs> the six dozen I, mean, I don't know, we're way behind I don't know where we're at The four, it's, Yeah, the four dozen snot buckets I'm appetizer. going, I'm going I gotta I'm sure they have a, a lot more than that But that's, that's I've what seen I really one of love. his kids eating a waffle So they got waffles yeah. it's, a, it's a brunch That's why I love hey, that Hey, Lou, this guy doesn't want no pizza. Get him a waffle over here. (laughs) Anybody got a waffle? Make this child a waffle. We don't got no waffles. This is Rome. (laughs) We're in Rome. (laughs) We're in a waffle house over here. We got tomatoes. You want a tomato? You you want that good gravy? I'll put that good gravy on on your... uh... (laughs) Now we're getting somewhere. 
Not that what you're talking about. (laughs) Where are we get? What do I'm talking about? I don't know. Gravy. That's what they call the red sauce. Italians call it gravy. Really? You didn't know that? No. You don't watch enough cooking shows. No, I don't. I don't watch enough cooking shows. Where you been? Any good Italian restaurant? They say I got that. I got my grandma's gravy recipe, and everybody's like, "Gravy? What are you talking about?" It's like the red sauce. The marinara. You guys call it marinara. We call it gravy. You know what the key is? You just got to put all that shit in a pot and let it like simmer all day long. You got to use San Marzano. San Marzano tomatoes and a canned tomato. Don't use fresh, okay? You pick the fresh, you put it in the can, peak ripeness. <laughs> it's true. It is true, though. Everybody always says, use the canned San Marzano's. And that's what they do. Um, whole th- tomatoes, not the crushed. No, you got a whole tomato. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Worcestershire Cyrus sauce is an aphrodisiac? Of I'm course it is. Drinking a bottle it's of got, it. Uh, it's got them fishies in it. What are them called? Oh, anchovies? Anchovies. Give me the, give me give me the I love anchovies on a pizza, by the way. I'm yeah, like, but you got to get them in the can. <laughs> get it. Peak, peak not in the mustard sauce. I am not a fan of fish. Oh, I am in a can. Uh, David said chicken and waffles. So I um, love it. Have always been like a one of. Those, I don't know why, but I always had it in my head. And I'm like, no, me too. Not doing chicken and waffles. Not interested. 100%. Not ordering it. Like oh, it was too trendy. Hipster bullshit. Thought right? it was dumb. Like this. No way can this go together. And so when I was down in New Orleans. Oh, you just recently had this. Very recent, yeah. I mean, I think I've had it before. Mine was about two years ago. Um, anyway, we went to this little diner, and the guy, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get fucking chicken and waffles. Yeah. And so I ordered them, and, they, and they, it's like a big thing down there, because it's in the south. Of course, yeah. And the guy's like, hey, I just want to let you know something right up front. I'm like, okay. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we do chicken strips here. We don't do oh, not like, like fried bone, chicken. bone-in yeah. fried chicken. He's like, I just want to let you know. Because that's not like the right way to do it. But that's the way we do it here. Yeah. And I was like, so I don't have to mess with bones? Even better. <laughs> yeah, that seems easy. Anyway, it was great. And then the chicken strips, they were like really good. Yeah. Chicken strips. But I found it even better because you can just cut through them and you could just get a bite of chicken and waffle all yes. together. It was amazing. So I had the exact, not the exact same experience, but I agree. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. And then I went to Memphis for work. I was there for a week. And I went on like Memphis's like main drag. It was like one block off their main drag. I can't remember the name of the street. But B.B. King has a restaurant there. It's just B.B. King's restaurant. And I thought it was going to be like a little cliche and like kind of crappy to get chicken and waffles. And when I yeah, like, asked Look at the that lady, white guy over there ordering yeah. chicken and waffles. Yeah. B.B. King's restaurant. Right. <laughs> And I asked the waitress about their chicken and waffles, and she's looked at me, and she's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, we normally have a re- just the regular chicken and waffles. She said, but this week, it's B.B. King's birthday. It's his birthday week, and during that week, they have a specialty uh, chicken and waffles. And he loved strawberries and jalapenos in his waffles. So they had a strawberry jalapeno waffle with the fried chicken that they make. She said... I'm telling you right now, you're going to love it. I was like, all right, give me the chicken and waffles then. And it blew me away. Yeah. It was absolutely Isn't amazing. Isn't B.B. King like a famous 
famously diabetic. Absolutely. He's <laughs> super he was super overweight. He I think he died from be diabetes. Drinking uh, syrup or eating syrup. No, he's dead now. Is he dead? Yeah, he died. Yeah. Long time ago. But it I mean putting syrup and stuff on fried chicken plus the waffles. My gosh. It was unbelievable. Oh, David said 343 was strips too. Great. That's what I'm going to get when I go there then. <laughs> it's Carl Walarski and Bob Swirsky doing the podcast. Well, today. you know. I'm I th- yeah, Bob Squirsky, Swirsky. <laughs> What's that make? Hey, speaking that makes of a, a baker dozen Speaking for me, of Phil. the super fans, uh did you hear about uh the, all the fa- big moves that the Bears made this week? I don't know if they were real big. That? How about we talk about that? Oh, getting into a sports podcast now. All right. Well, the Bears <laughs> want to lose. <laughs> And they have decided we're giving up on all of our players, and we are going to give up on all of our fans. <laughs> um, and we're going to. I would have been more comfortable with Mitch. Um, yeah. Than good you old Red at, Rocket. Your athletic twenty-something-year-old. Yeah. You get Andy Dalton in there, and now we're going to have this stupid competition between Andy Dalton and Nick Foles, and they're going to try to play it up. Uh, as like if a, there is, is a like competition. The, who's the worst competition? Yeah. It's like, who can throw it further than 15 yards in the air? <laughs> what happened what, to Andy Dalton, though? Because he was like a big he draft, did, right? Yeah, and he did fine in, in no, uh, I think Dallas. he did terrible, right? No, I thought he did all right. Cincinnati, right? He, he was, was a Dallas. Bang, he was a Bengal, wasn't he? Not last year. Not he, last year. He was a cowboy. I thought he was a cowboy. You're, no, you're right, right. But for the longest time, he was with Cincinnati. Yes. He was drafted there. And he, and he did there. fine. Like, he... He wasn't terrible. I don't think he did fine. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't like overly good. He was just like a mediocre, solid quarterback that was okay. They just didn't have anybody really around him to do anything. And I just, we don't have anybody around us to do anything because they all leave. They're just all leaving. Dirk said, yes, diabetics love chicken. Well, I'm sorry. That was an insensitive comment, (laughs) Dirk. It wasn't insensitive. You're you're absolutely right. And he's right. They do love that. And he was a notorious diabetic, <laughs> just like Walter. I want to say Walter Brimley. Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. Testing <laughs> supplies. Yeah. You want to know what you can get from me? Chicken and waffles. Then, testing supplies. <laughs> um. Anyway, Andy Dalton. Yeah. No, it's a big letdown. I, but I did like all the people for the last two weeks that have been speculating about Bears are going to get Russell Wilson. They're did you see Russell what Wilson. they? But they did put up a pretty good, some pretty good stuff to try to get him. You know, with the salary cap, they would have to give away the entire team, basically. No, they wouldn't. They're already going to get rid of a bunch of people. Like they already knew people were going to leave. Yeah, but they'd have to get away, get rid of. But some it's like a win now type mentality where you could get a phenomenal quarterback with some assets around him to throw to, and then he can obviously run. And their defense was fine, but now. Akeem Hicks is going to leave, and they already got rid of Kyle Fuller. Yeah, well, that's fine. They have uh, great wide receivers. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he had people around him. Yeah. If you got, if you got, uh, what's his nuts? And I can't even remember his name now. Russell it doesn't Wilson ma- doesn't even matter. If you had him there, he would have been able to do. A I good like how job. they had the best meme I saw was a Wheel of Fortune board, and it had all the letters from that are shared between Russell Wilson and 
Andy Andrew or Andy Dalton. Oh yeah. Like and it said, uh, what's the answer? Or the yes. Bears' new quarterback is, and, and the guy's like, like <gasps> Russell Wilson, and then they line up the letters to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Just like Ugh. for Pat uh, McAfee has a podcast. And he was like all pumped up about, I don't know if it was sarcasm. I didn't see the whole episode because he does a live stream and like a YouTube and then has a audio version. And he was all pumped up, standing up, clapping his hands. The bears got Andy Dalton. And he was like really acting pumped up. And I could not tell if it was a joke or not. It had to have been a joke, right? Um, You know, I don't know. I mean, there's been cases many before where somebody will be drafted to a team, play there for several years, like underwhelmingly, and then eventually move on to another team and become a good quarterback. But he's been in the league a long time. He's been in there for a while. He was drafted by, like David said, he was drafted by the Bengals, played for them for a long time, and then went to uh, Cowboys. I think he just went to the Cowboys last year. It, It had to have been just last year. I don't think he was there the year before, but either way, if he was going to do something in this league, I think he would do it before mid thirties. I don't know how old he is. I think he's mid. I think he is like my age, 33, 34. Um, anyway, no. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I'll watch it. I was way behind. I didn't really watch a lot of, uh, NFL this year just with the pandemic stuff. I'm just, I couldn't get into no, it. No, you were one of these guys. I'm not watching NFL anymore. No. Because of their stance on things. No. Yeah, you um, were. I'm excited to watch the Illini, though, in March Madness. Um, yeah. Didn't they win? I missed the game today. They won, they won. today. Uh, Iowa lost in overtime. Really? Yeah, Hawkeyes lost. Well, anyway, Jerry, we should move on to what we're supposed to be doing. Oh, what are we supposed to be doing? Whatever we want on our own podcast. We're going to talk about the Justice League movie. You're right. But hey, before we do that, we need to remind everybody, you have one week left to get your Snarf Madness bracket for 2021 in. Week it is an awesome bracket. All you got to do is go to snarftalk.com slash madness, fill out the bracket, email it back to us, and That's you will it. be entered. You cost nothing. You stand to win a $50 gift card. Um, and like we've said, like you're trying to match my bracket or Chris's bracket, but to be honest, just fill the bracket out and send it in. You. You could win or you could not. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. And it's a lot funner just to play along. Yeah, it's a ton of fun to play along and do this. So send us a bracket. Get it in this week. You can scan David it said right Ohio on your phone. Ohio State lost, not Iowa. Ohio uh-huh. State. I thought it was Iowa. I didn't watch anything today. It was on tonight before I left. It was... Um, they were playing ba- basketball games. Yeah, but I don't remember what the teams were. Anyway, I didn't... I, I had a couple of calls with some uh, parts suppliers down that are down in central Illinois area this mm-hmm. afternoon because I'm trying to get new Coulters for my 28 applicator. Yeah. It's been like a huge headache to get any parts this year because really? everything is delayed. We or got some in the shop. I'll give them to you. Anyway. I'll take them from David and Gary. I talked to them in the afternoon. They're like, dude, the Illini game starts in like 15 minutes. I'm like, okay. I don't know what to tell you, man. I need a quote on these parts. And they're like... They couldn't even give you a quote because no, the game No, is... they did. It ended up emailing me one a little bit later, but he's like, I just kind of thought it would be dead today because the Illini game and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> well, it's not. I don't know what to tell you. You're like, I hate the Illini. I'm not an alum. Illinois is going to play Loyola next. Is that who they play next? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I am, I'm, I'm behind on it. I'm not a big uh, college basketballer usually. I'm not until it's March Madness, but, and then I pay I mean, attention to it because I'm with usually the Illini as like a one seed. I should yeah. be paying more attention. You absolutely should. I am an Illini alum. You are. So yeah. Out of this podcast, we are fifty percent alum. That's a pretty big. <laughs> it's a pretty high that's percent. A pretty big percentage. Fifty percent of the time, you're hundred percent. We're in the Illini all the time. Yeah, I went there a lot. Me played, too. I played one of my most famous characters that have been. It's been brought back up on uh, Facebook recently, but one of my most famous characters in my life is a character called Art McFlaren. He is a real estate tycoon that sells. Ground for the maple industry. Big into the maple syrup. This was uh, like a line? No, it's a character I played. Yeah, like in a bar? N- nope, I had uh, I wore a suit and had a comb-over wig that I would wear with a fake mustache. It was for one party. Oh, I see. So, uh, that's funny. Chubbs had an alter ego down there, too. Okay. His, uh, Chubbs Peterson. Yeah. But that's where that all came from. Is it really? Yeah, and uh, he was like, well, I guess it's not really an alter ego. He would just walk around saying that he's Chubbs Peterson, and then he would be flashing his union plumber badge everywhere, (laughs) (laughs) including to the police. Okay. It was very funny. Yeah, so there's that. All right, yeah. So, guys, uh, Snarf Madness, get involved. It'll be fun. It will. And you lived in a van down by the river. That's what Craig said. Oh, yeah, sometimes. A little bit. Uh, Justice League. Guys, we're going to talk about Justice League, the new Zack Snyder cut on HBO Max. There will be spoilers. Yeah, this um, is huge. From this spoilers. point on, we will spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, now, you, you, most of you have most likely seen the original Justice League movie, and there are similar scenes throughout this movie that you've seen. Not much. There are some that I remember seeing. I only saw about two sequences that I remember seeing in the original movie. I think that's about all. And they I saw said too. it was about eighty percent of this movie was new footage. Was it that much? Yep. 80%. I mean, it seemed like it. It's a completely, completely different movie. So I was waiting for you to say that because I remember specifically a few weeks ago we were talking about it coming out, and yeah. you're like. And don't you said, get excited. Yeah, you're like, don't get excited, guys. Because listen, it's going to be the same movie, just a little bit different. It's not the same movie at all. <laughs> no. It is not even one iota of the same movie. It is in no way even close yeah. to a similar movie as the first movie. It Be- is a besides completely characters. different movie. Could you imagine being a director of a movie? Having to step away for the emergency he had to step away, you know, for, and coming back to see what was created with everything that you've shot, and then finding out that they reshot parts of this film with a Superman that had a mustache, and then they just dubbed, like, just CGI'd over his mustache. Man, I'd be a little angry. Yeah. Like, I'd be a lot of bit angry. It's, it's very jarring. How yeah. different this movie is than the first one. So, I mean, I'll just start out right off by like first impressions. And again, spoilers from here on out. We're on this topic. We're going to be on here for a while, but yeah, there are going to be spoilers. Um, I have seen the movie. I've looked online. I've seen negative reviews. Mm-hmm. I've seen positive reviews. I've seen the whole gamut. And I'm not taking into consideration anybody else's views. 
This is 100% just my first impression. I haven't looked that much at some stuff. Yeah. I I really, really enjoyed the movie. Did you really? I found it really enjoyable. So I was coming in, in It was here. overly long. Yeah, yeah. And there was definitely stuff that could have been cut out to make it shorter. But yeah, I, is it perfect? No, no, it's not by but any it, means. I thought it was really entertaining. Way, way better than the first movie. It is completely so way better. significantly better than the first movie, and I also enjoyed it a lot. I was very, very. But well, it is, it is way too long. Maybe um, I came in with low expectations that were over. You did. I did. I know you did. And that's the way. That's a good way to come in and see it. You know, with I low agree. expectations. But I will say, like, I, my expectations were, I won't say they were blown away, but no. it was a lot better movie. And there was, even at four-hour running time. It felt quicker. Than and that. I think they could have got it down to three pretty easily. I think you could have cut that whole nightmare scene off the end. Well, it's an epilogue, and I kind of liked that. I liked but it. It was unnecessary. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the main storyline. So you could have cut all that off. And he just added it in there because it's video footage that he shot, you know, like it's movie footage that he shot that he wanted to make a little story at the end. Yeah. I mean, and, we'll, know, like, and we'll talk about more about later because I have some thoughts on that. But um, Craig said, can I watch this without ever seeing any DC movie? Yeah. Yeah, I think you could. You could. I mean, if most you, of the characters in our first introduction. Yes, but the only one you you might want to watch is Batman v Superman. Yeah, but I don't think you need to watch the, anything. They talk about it, and you can see they a reference bit of, some things here and there. But and I you don't, can see the character, like the reason why Batman is like he knows certain things about him and knows like when you, I don't know, and you know why Superman's dead. Yes, and then you'd find out why he's dead. Yeah. So yeah, that one for sure, but. Even if you didn't, it would be fine. It's an entertaining enough movie on its own merits. It, for the, as opposed to the first one, it has a coherent plot. Okay, so that's my first uh, little point right here is that Steppenwolf, the big bad guy that's there. So also, you finally get to see Darkseid. Darkseid is a is the actual big bad. He's just not on Earth, right? Yeah, he's in like the background. Yeah, so Steppenwolf is the guy who's doing everything for him. Well, Steppenwolf finally had a clear motive as to what he was trying to do, and it shows why he's there to begin with and why he wants these mother boxes. Yeah, and it and actually then, gives him... Uh, a purpose a purpose the first movie he was portrayed as like the main villain and it never made any sense he just like showed up and then was fighting these people to try to grab a box that we didn't know anything about and, and, he, knew, was, the, and he was brought up from lex Luthor in in a bathtub yeah. scene and it's just why Didn't none of that any made sense. any sense this this plot made perfect sense yes it was put together very well the only confusing part for a non-comic book person would be like not quite understanding the whole mother box thing, which I don't even fully understand. But they went in depth over, uh, like overly in depth on what those were. Yeah, about. two hours in. Yes, it not took from two, the beginning. No, it took two hours. And Grady was asking me right away what those boxes were, and I told him I was like, I, I don't I remember. Don't, I don't yeah. remember. I don't know. I was like, we're just going to figure it out as we go, yeah. you know. And then he fell asleep right away, and then I fell asleep directly after that, and yeah. then finished it today, but. Um, I thought that was good. I was really glad to see that there was a clear point as to why the bad guy was going to be there and why they needed to fight him. I also really liked the fact that they spent a little bit of time on the characters we didn't really know. So like on Cyborg, on the Flash. Mostly on Cyborg. I actually thought the Flash 
got a little back, he, like he, a little backdoor. They never even talked about Batman, which is fine. I'm not mad about that, but he was almost a side character in the Justice League movie. Yeah, I will say this. Um, I found no. So Flash and Cyborg are barely in the first Justice League cut. Yep. So in this movie, there's a lot more going on, especially with Cyborg. And I'm I'm good or bad. It gives you a lot more story on him. I I tend to think for most of the movie, I was like. Uh, who cares about this character? I did start to like the character at the end. I did too. Um, yeah. The Flash, they give you more. It's he, just he's kind of annoying. He is a little bit annoying. He gets a little overbearing with like the quips. and. I think there's one scene, and I have it written down, when he's going in for a job interview. Yeah, right off the bat when you first meet him. Yeah, and he keeps saying the same thing over and over again about being late. He says it like 30 times. Yes. He's like, I'm late. I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. late. He's I'm very late, late, neurotic, late. like a very neurotic. I just like, didn't like person. it. I didn't, I didn't like that. But I, in general, I like, I love the CGI and stuff they do with him. And like the portrayal of his speed is amazing. So, yeah, that's what I was wanting to talk about with the Flash. So with the Flash, I love the fact that they show that he can turn time backwards. Like he yeah. can actually go through time and change things. They show and the power see, of the character and everything. You see a little bit of it. Uh, earlier in the movie where he, he turns time backwards uh, to do something. Oh, for the box. Like the box was dropping when they were bringing back Superman. The box is dropping and he runs back fast enough to lift it up out of the water to touch it, to give it its juice in order to bring, like to basically spark to life Superman. But then at the end of the movie is when he really starts turning time backwards, but it's when he starts run, he starts running and he's talking to himself and he starts saying like, he's like, come on, Barry, you got to go faster than you ever have before. He's talking to him about his dad. And then he starts talking to about his dad right after that. And he starts saying like, I'm not going to mess this up and you're not dragging me down. And then you can see like the ground in front of him yeah, start being created. Awesome scene. That is an incredible scene, and it was very good. There's I a lot, liked that a lot, lot of good scenes and a lot of good CGI, a lot of good uh, powerful visuals in this movie. I don't like how he runs, how he like flings his yes. hands forward. That's I, annoying. I thought about it, but if it, you've ever watched a speed skater, like at the Olympic speed skating, like Apollo Ono, they throw their arms, they, but they the look way, just like that. That's, you think so? They look just like that. Yep. I bet he researched how how he wanted to look. Maybe. I didn't think it was as like rubber armed where he's like I think curls they do, his arms. Because that's how you get the forward momentum. You're like it's like being on a swing. I mean swinging your arms, yes, but not like I'm telling you, I've him. seen that before. I don't think that's accurate. You made um, that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean I got a lot of point by points on this. So um I'm just gonna start from the beginning. Yeah. And well I will um, comment as we go. Right off the bat. At like the first 15 minutes of this movie, I'm like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Like the Superman yell that just went on. Yeah, that was on And on and on. And then, and then Batman showing up at that um, town to see Aquaman. Which was this, that was one of the same yeah, scenes. But not the five minutes of the woman singing. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand that at all. The whole it, singing This thing. is where I'm saying there's a lot that could have been cut out. Anyway. So at the beginning, right at the beginning, I thought we were in trouble. It quickly improves. Um, and actually... I remember Grady saying, why is she singing? I said, I have why, no idea. Why is Superman's yell... Why are we just going around the world Watching listening to the echo of Superman's scream? With people looking up as it There's passes like, by. Huh? 
<laughs> just huh? for like ever. Anyway, huh? it quickly gets a lot better. And I will say throughout this, before I get more in depth on it, um, I felt like the pacing was really good. Mm-hmm. I never really felt bored in moments or like lost interest. Like I kept very, they did a really good job of pacing action throughout this entire four hour movie. Oh yeah. To make it pretty much feel pretty seamless. It, it could have been two, two hour movies. I have no idea why this wasn't released as a two part mm-hmm. thing, like an Avengers movie, like infinity war and Endgame. It would make sense. Um, they would have made an extra $800 million. Right. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Um, doesn't make any sense to me. This, this, it, it, I'm not saying it's on par with Infinity War and Endgame. No. But it's on par with the earlier Avengers movies, which are also good movies. Yes. Like, it's better than Age of Ultron. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there is a lot of good about this movie. Anyway, Tons. I'm going to pick on a couple other things, though. Bruce Wayne working on this airplane. Unnecessary. He has no time to be working on airplanes. No. It doesn't make any sense. It's like he's just tinkering in the shop (laughs) on, on a side project. Really? Weren't you trying to put together this like huge team to save the world yeah. from like absolute destruction? But y- you spend time wrenching on a union that leaks water out of it all the time. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it just was really. So, and there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, but there was um, I'm just I- I'm going to jump all over the place here. OK. Um, the flashback to the first fight against Dark Side. Yeah. Was amazing. Loved it. With Ares and so the Zeus. Old, yeah, and, Zeus was awesome. And um, Poseidon and the their gods. You know, it was yep. like the gods that I loved the mythology, the backstory, like getting that peek into the mythology of the DC universe. Um, and it gives you a big reason as to why are these boxes here to begin with? Where did they come from? And How, it's a cool scene on top of it. And that. it's a very cool scene on top of it. Yeah. When Ares splits his shoulder... Yes. I mean that's great. And they and he lays there and they like flop him onto the back onto the ship. Awesome scene where Dark Dark All of these characters have been characters in DC comics for a long time, but the only thing that bothered me about the scene is that they destroyed all of those people pretty easily, pretty handily, right? And then you have Wonder Woman who is more powerful than the Amazonians are. She would be comparable to like a Zeus or Right. And she gets her butt kicked by Steppenwolf all the time. But those people, the people that she are Steppenwolf. She pretty well. She's constantly getting beat, though. We're going to talk. Well, let's just talk about that now. I will say, um, specifically as it relates to Wonder Woman, I did not feel the way you felt at all. She felt very powerful to me in this. She is very powerful. But if you go... I feel like she holds her own against Steppenwolf pretty well. If you base it off of the the flashback scene where they came in shooting arrows and sticking them in people all the time and killing everyone, she did, she can't even stick an arrow in them. They shot arrows at him, and he'd just catch them and throw them to the side. Not so I just don't Wonder feel Woman. like both of them. And then she she'd wrap, she wrapped his, her lasso around him, and she, he pulled her. Yeah, but... She was really powerful. So I will say, I think uh, this is the best portrayal of, of Wonder, Wonder Woman we've yeah. seen in anything, bar none. Correct. She seems very powerful, but not too powerful. She seems balanced perfectly. Um, her character... It's better than the Wonder, the second Wonder Woman movie. It's better than the first Wonder Woman movie. This is the best Wonder Woman. It had. is. I think the first Wonder Woman movie has to be that way to set up 
her at this point, though. You she know what I mean? She is incredible. I love this character from this movie. I've never been a Wonder Woman fan before. No, you haven't, but, but she's awesome. They rock it in this movie. It's perfect. The only thing that doesn't make sense is when she does the little wrist thing and blows the whole side of the bank out. And then, For one guy. <laughs> like, what? Why yeah. would you do that? There's all these people behind you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just destroyed the whole building. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, other than that, I think she's incredible. I, I love that character. I love that she could hold her own. I felt like she was really powerful. She held her own against a Superman. Yeah. No, she did. She did. I agree with that. That And I was going to talk about that scene with Superman, is that she did hold her own against Superman pretty well except for getting head-butted into, like, oblivion. <laughs> but when she did that with Superman, I look back at the fights she's ha- had with Steppenwolf. She should have done a little bit better, I think. I don't think she should have been blasted back into a rock and, like, knocked unconscious almost or, like, to the point where she was, like, chasing after him. I don't think it should have been that way. Yeah. Because she did hold her own pretty well against Superman. What I wanted to bring up is that when they woke Superman up and they did have the fight scene. I thought that was freaking awesome. Yeah. When that was in the first one too, right? Not that, not, not the whole thing. Extent. No, no, yeah. no. He, he got mad like that, but they did not do a whole fight scene like that to where it was that extreme to where yeah, they did. It wasn't the same fight scene though. It wasn't where wonder woman grabs him, uh, cyborgs pushing on him. Uh, who else? So uh, the Flash is running around and somebody else was on him. Batman was in there. Aquaman. Or Aquaman. Yeah. They were all grabbing him and he stood there and then he looked over at Barry Allen. Absolutely. That was in the first movie. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember it at all. Yep. That was like the only good scene in the first movie. Oh, man. I didn't remember that at all. But I I thought it was incredible. It's this a great thing. scene. Yeah. And then, yeah, that whole... Then Barry Allen's running, running by and that just shows how strong he is throwing everybody off of him. And then going to swing at uh, the Flash, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just kind of going down my list here. Unbelievable overuse of slow motion. Yeah. It's insane how much slow motion is in this movie. They use a lot for the Flash. No, 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 for everybody, especially in the first half of the movie. Everything is slow motion. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, somebody needs to take the slow motion button away from this guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is crazy. It is in unnecessary scenes, too. There's yeah. slow motion. So that's a, that's a problem. Uh, it's fine. Um, I wrote down here just this note. Movie makes way more sense, and it just does. It has yes. coherent plot. It really, really makes a lot more sense. Um, I had also written down, Doom Patrol Cyborg is better than Justice League Cyborg. The actor. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the, obviously, the effects in Justice League are a million times better. Right. But I'm not like a fan of, and I'm not saying this because and the guy's annoying, but his portrayal of that character of, of like so hollow mm-hmm. when what we have to reference isn't that. No, everything that you have in comic books and other cartoons and whatnot is not the same. And he's very like bitter and sad and yeah, hollow. And I think I get he it is at bitter first. in the comics for sure. I um, get it to a point, and and it does come back at the end of him being better. But it's, yeah. I just don't know why he has to use it to affect everything he's doing. Like even if you're, even if you feel that way towards your dad for like for doing what he did to you, 
Um, you Which, have to be aware. Isn't it a little inexplicable the way his dad dies in the end? Like, why? I, Just run out of the room. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why he did that. It's a crazy scene, though. This is a rated R movie, for sure. It is absolutely rated yeah. R, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not really a good... For, it's very, very graphically violent in parts but i just don't know why cyborg would use that bitterness towards his dad and to towards like what he is in his life he could be against against everybody else it's like there's even a part where i think it was wonder woman says like you can be mad about this but there's bigger things happening here that that you can help that you can save that you can fix and it's like wouldn't you at some point be like, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll take up with that stuff when I get home. But right now when you're talking about the end of the world, why would you turn around and then pout with a backpack on your bag? Like, no. Yeah. I'm mad at you. I agree. That I agree. part I didn't like. But I think the as, character a, as a whole, the end. that character gets so much better. And he is, uh, he is a good character. And I think he did a really good job and at it. And you see how powerful he is. Yes. And you get to see how incredibly powerful he is. With being able to tap into anything electronic in the world, that's pretty cool. Um, what did I write on here? Uh, Martian Manhunter. Wasn't well, yeah. expecting that. It blew me away and right we got at the end. two scenes of that. He was in the middle of the movie, too. He visits Lo- Lois Lane. Yes. As Martha Kent. Shapeshifted as Martha Kent. When? I don't remember that. So when Martha Kent comes to her apartment yes. and tells her like she needs to stop being depressed and get back in the world, yes, she closes the door, walks in the hallway, and it turns out it's Martian Manhunter. I must have missed that. Yeah, yeah. Today. Yes, that happens. I did not It was see not Martha that. Kent ever. It was Martian Manhunter. So we could see that character. Well, that blows me away. And um, it looks cool. Um, I liked Martian Manhunter... Um, in Supergirl, I I never saw him in Supergirl. I love the character Martian Manhunter. Yeah, so that that obviously this kind of gets to another point, and that's that this movie clearly was setting up a whole thing. Yes, a and, big thing and individual movies going forward, like the direction for the entire DC universe going forward. And it's a little bit depressing after seeing this movie to understand that none of that's going to happen. Not a single ounce of it, um, because. This really sets up some interesting things going forward. It sets up interesting individual movies mm-hmm. and also interesting more uh, Justice League movies. Yeah, that we I would have loved to see. Um, so that's really depressing. I wish just if it would have been different if we didn't get that shitty react. This all really started from Batman v Superman. That's where it started. Yeah, that's where all of it started, and it was going to be a whole universe where they... But, I mean, the, that's where everything changed because of the bad reaction. That oh, movie. yeah. Even though it made $900 million. Right. Um, it's still... Anyway, so just but going But they could still do... They could still do something. They are just not Zach going Zack Snyder to. said he's not going to, so... And that sucks. Um, that It's not in the works. Other things I'd like to see. Uh, they leaned hard on Chicago in this movie. I mean, it was all over the place, yep. and I like to see that. It looked great. It did look good. Um, it was everywhere. It's Gotham City. Yeah, it is Gotham City. But they've used other cities for Gotham before, but they went back to Chicago, and it is because that's the right the skyline. Yeah, and it looks great. Um, Henry Cavill is Matt Bomer. They're the same person. Matt Bomer. Or Matt Boomer. I don't know how you say his name. He's from... Uh, look him up on your computer. Okay. Matt B-O-M-E-R. On your thinking machine. 
He is uh, he is Negative Man from Doom Patrol. They are identical twins. Oh, they are identical twins. I mean, they're not. No, but, but they look. They look. So they do look alike. Similar. I tell you what, I really do feel like Henry Cavill is the number one Superman, though. I don't think you. Can I have this it. down here on my list. Um, Superman. This is the first time I've ever, and the most interested I've ever been in Superman. Yeah, he's great in this movie. It's incredible what they did with him. Yeah, and he's not in it very much. I didn't feel like that with the first cut. No, and I didn't feel like that in Batman versus Superman. This movie, I was interested in Superman. I wanted to see more of Superman. I want a lot more Superman. Yeah, the way and, he acted as him, the situation, and the way they brought him back, and I know he was like angry and whatnot, but when he came back as the the regular Superman, but in a black suit, just the way he acted was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. He was like overly confident, and I thought that was great. I loved Steppenwolf throwing an axe down to kill Cyborg, him get in the way, and I knew it was going to happen. I was, I thought he was going to come and catch it with his hand, but when he came in and just let it hit him on the shoulder and it just completely stops. It's just amazing how, like, like, oh, yeah. It was, was just good. a joke to him. Yeah. The whole like, thing was, like, uh, for real? Stop it, this. Yeah. It showed him being so powerful, probably too powerful, in fact, actually. but I thought that, too, but I loved it. Uh, I, I loved every second of it, and I don't care if they portrayed him as too powerful. It's unbelievable how similar he looks to Matt Bo- Bomer. It is. He's he's thicker. Yeah, a little bit. Henry Cavill, I mean. Matt Bomer is like a thinner. Yeah, and he's also an amazing skinner, negative weaky, man like on an very amazing weak, show. Skinny, frail version of Henry Cavill. Um, let's see. Go down my list. Uh, not a great Batman movie. No, not at all. Had very little Batman. Not a great portrayal of Batman. A lot of annoying things that aren't Batman-like uh, yes. happen. Where's the suit that he fought Superman in? No Why idea. wouldn't he have that suit on? Yeah. He can beat Superman. He could beat Steppenwolf. Why can't... Yes. Why can't you just call Alfred and say, Elf, instead of Alfred, I need the Nightcrawler. Alfred, I need Give me the gigantic suit, suit. <laughs> that I just had a big fight with with Superman like a year ago. The one that, you know, I could withstand all of his punches. <laughs> Give me that suit so I can beat this guy. Because yeah. he's made out of metal. Or he has metal armor on him. Yeah, it would make sense. He doesn't have much to do. You don't see him fight very much. I like the when scenes of him. S- when I think Ben Affleck is great. Um, I, I'm not crazy about the voice thing. That's fine. Um, I liked it at the end when Martian Manhunter come, comes and visit it, visits him. That's great. Yeah. Um, I thought it was surprising when he drops the F-bomb. Yes. The F-bomb in the epilogue. I, I liked that scene. I, I hated that scene. I hated the Joker. I mean, that was awful. Well, I knew you were going to hate the Joker. Awful. It's what a joke, but I'm glad it was a dream. I don't care. Completely unnecessary to throw him in there. Zack Snyder wanted to tie the Joker to Batman in the universe that he was doing. The only thing I liked about the Joker is when he did talk about the Robin. Yeah, that killing was cool. Robin that was cool. and how he did it. I'm glad they said something about it because it does tie it back to, you know, Batman v Superman when you see Robin's suit and the crowbar and whatnot that killed him. I liked that. I did like the fact that Batman was like so pissed off that he does drop the F bomb and says, I will freaking kill you. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I liked that. 
the whole scene, the scene as a whole, though, it, it is completely unnecessary and overly long. Yeah. You, you have no context for what's going on. You don't know why it's, they do it. Just leave it on the end as like, they should have been after credits. It should have been after the credits. Like, but this what does it set up? What does it do? Nothing. What's, that's what's it that's the thing. It serves nothing. So it should be like, oh, this isn't part of the movie. The movie ends. Okay. Yeah. Credits. Now we get an extra 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's like, what's coming next? And that, because that all was a dream. Obviously, it was an alternate universe. So my name yeah, is a dream. It's probably not a dream. It's probably an alternate universe. And and they're worried because Superman's bad. And they say, oh, because he, he like slams down and say, oh, he found us. And su- it's Superman that found them, uh, which is crazy. Like, um, Well, it, it ties into Flash, his dream of or Flash Cyborg. visiting him in Batman v Superman from the Nightmare universe when he comes and he says the key is Lois. It ties into that, because but and it also ties Lois, in Superman would have stayed evil, right? And it also ties into the vision that Cyborg had when he was right, uh, had his hands in the so I think box. It, I think it was all just a trial of something that didn't work, and then they're like, Well, we got the footage, let's just use it for something. And that's they should the way have just left it at the end after the credits or had it as deleted scenes, it would have been fine. Just take it out though of the movie, make the movie three hours long, it would have been fine. Um, yeah. On on the topic of Batman, though, um, this is the most I wrote this down. The most different portrayal of Batman we've ever gotten in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not dark and brooding. He, I'm not saying he's been, jovial. But, I'm not yeah. saying he's jovial, but I'm saying they played Batman differently than we've seen him played in any iteration ever. Yeah. He was like a background character just there to set this up. But I just mean he, he was a little more chipper, positive. You know, he, he was more of a leader. Now, I know in the Justice League stuff, he's definitely a leader. He I'm is not that way, that yeah. But he's not chipper. I mean, he's uh, calculated, logical, reasoning, mm-hmm. um, no emotion. He doesn't play it like that in this movie. Um, and I don't know that I, I'm a, against it or for it it he, just is what he it does is. slightly but he does he does seem more chipper and a lot more positive he's always the guy that says no we can or this is why this is happening or you know like he's still the same superman he's going to help us don't worry about that let's go here i have this you know that's the way he is he's like the setup guy he for is, the entire movie but he also is like like he in reality batman would be way more prepared for a lot of things. So here's why I was aggravated. And it was because there was no preparation on Batman's part to be able to fight against anything. Right. So all of them are fighting. Like fighting wise, he was kind of a joke. He was not even around or available. And, he, and they did it on purpose. They're like, let's keep him at the bottom of this tube. And then it'll just take him a really long time to get to the top. And then you'll see him afterwards. Like the whole fight happens, and then it's like, oh, there's Batman. Well, it's worse than that. It's it's very much set up to be, okay, like it's known by the movie, it's known by the characters, and it's known by Batman himself. Like, hey, I'm worthless in this fight. This isn't my fight. Mm-hmm. My role is to get you powerful people together. Yes. But that isn't right. That's no, not it's the, not right. That's not really the right portrayal of Batman. Absolutely not. Batman is prepared for everything. That's the that's the shtick, right? Like Batman has preparation for every single thing that happens. That's why, like you said, 
why don't you have the suit, uh, a different suit available to you to fight this big bad guy? Yeah, you my know? superpower is I'm rich. No, your superpower is your intellect. Yeah, you're the world's greatest detective. Your intelligence, you know? So I'm yeah. not saying they cut him short and they do him dirty. I don't think that's the case. I'm just saying that I just don't. He's they not, relegate him to being like, hey, I'm the cheerleader for all these superpowered people. He's not important in this movie other than the fact that he gets them to, he starts to get them together. He doesn't get all of them. It shows Batman has no superpowers. Yes. I mean, but he does. But he does. I mean, he has. That's the thing. The technology. Dirk, don't even start saying that stuff because I ain't going to be your spirit animal anymore. I mean, he's right. He doesn't have any. He says it himself. He doesn't actually have any superpowers, except for that he's rich. But you said it as well. His superpower is his intellect and his his and his preparation, intelligence and, and his, his preparations yeah. and his ability to create anything he needs to get the job done. It's the same with Iron Man. It is the same with Iron Man, and it also baffles me. I thought about it during this movie. I thought about like the larger scheme of things that go, okay, we've set up a universe where there's lots of technology available. Why isn't Batman more like Iron Man? He doesn't need to be. But he could be. And in certain circumstances, he is. The only reason Iron Man... And also like in the whole arc of Batman versus Superman... He is very Iron Man-like. He's creating big suits that he can take on these powerful yeah. things with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He does all of that stuff. And, and I understand that one's Marvel, one's DC. But my point being is, like, put on a suit. I mean, there's no real reason why you wouldn't see Batman putting on an Iron Man-type suit and going out and fighting cosmic crime the way that Iron Man does. Right, but, I mean, it's just difference. It's just difference in character right it's difference in the book absolutely that's why it's hard like that's not the person so like right that's why it's hard when you mesh that character with other superheroes it it is more difficult it is a lot more difficult because of the situation that he comes from where you have like the villains that batman has to deal with can be somewhat street they, they can be yeah they're basically street level they can be aliens but they're still a street level alien it's not like cosmic being that's flying ships and blowing up things not to say he hasn't dealt with that kind of stuff before there is a small amount of that but iron man is literally flying into space but batman to, could too that's to what i'm saying people. that's my point but the world doesn't give him that you know what i mean right like the world doesn't support that type of character to begin with. So I there's no reason to That's have why it. I'm saying it's hard and it's problematic to do these types of movies. That's why Justice League is harder to do than the Avengers. But they have that type of stuff in the Justice League books, in the Justice League TV show. Absolutely. All you have to do is go back and look at the source material and do that for these movies. Here's my here's, It has been created to where he is capable and able to fight these type of beings or at least be a bigger like assistance to the other people. It, they just chose not to do it. That's a Zack Snyder choosing not to do this. That's not a Batman fail. That's a writer and creator fail. Um, so, okay. Um, Dirk said here, he goes, uh, he is the Iron Man of DC. He's not though. He's really not. Like Daredevil is the Marvel Batman. Right. They, they put the two together because they're both billionaires. 
Yeah. That's the only reason why. They're both the like billionaire playboy type person, um, and that's why they put them together. But yeah, Daredevil and Moon Knight are the two more Batman-y characters. I guess you could say yes also with Iron Man because he technology, billionaire. So yes, I guess there's a certain amount of that. There's lots of crossover, right? I mean, they um, all copied off Batman. Yes, you're right. Um, I don't know. I It's difficult. Yes. 100% Dirk is right. Why leave him so vulnerable? There's no reason. That's, Listen, that's my point. No. There's no reason to make him look like Listen, a pathetic... He needs to flip it around because Batman was first. I understand, but they did leave him vulnerable all the time. In this no, I know. I'm saying like he is the Iron Man of DC. No. Flip that around because Batman came well before any of those characters. Yeah. So... You know, give him the credit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, and, you know, uh, the difference between our, Tony Stark and Batman is, I mean, Tony Stark's a scientist. He's a weaponologist. Yeah, Batman is a detective. Correct. A sleuth. A sleuth, if you will. He stays in the shadows. Intellect, comes... not necessarily quantum mechanics. Or force. Yeah, quantum mechanics for sure. Like, that's the only reason why he built those suits is to save his own life. Yeah. But, you know... The suit came from the ability to keep a piece of metal out of his heart. That's where it stemmed from. Batman didn't get injured to begin with. He didn't. He never does, so... But Batman did create some kind of perpetual energy machine. Because Bane stole sure it, he and he drove did, around yeah. with it in a truck. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, I liked... Uh, oh, yeah, that was in the movie. Yeah, I, I, li- I liked... Uh, I mean, I, I liked... Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman. I do think he does. I would a very love to good get Batman. more Ben Affleck Batman. And I think he would be a very good Bruce Wayne. Like I want to see just a Bruce Wayne show of him just doing like, you know, sit down. The hard part is talks. going forward with more Justice League stuff. If you did, is now you can't go back. Now it's going to seem dumb watching Batman fight Two Face over street crime. No, it won't. There's always a place for that. It's the same for the Marvel Universe. Like, wouldn't it be dumb to see, like... I think you, it'd be better to leave Batman out of any further Justice League stuff. It, it's not silly to see Spider-Man go fight different people. Completely different. Spider-Man is a superhuman character. I understand that, but he's still a street-level type, like, no. superhero in New York. Yes, he is. Yeah, to an extent. But, but my point is... All my point is... It's your friendly I, neighborhood. Listen, I'm not trying to... All I'm saying is that if they were going to continue with more Justice League, like combined I, stuff, leave Batman out of it. I wish they would. Like it could easily Batman. There could be a scene where Batman's like, "Listen, guys, I got shit to deal with here. Yeah, you guys deal with that." I think that would be a good idea. And it would be bring totally in Martian fine. Manhunter. Yeah, put it, Martian Manhunter in the Justice League, or bring. I mean, geez, how many other characters? Green Lantern. Like, it, the whole Green Lantern core could be involved with this, which is also in the movie. I like the idea of Batman being the guy that's fighting the corruption on the streets of Gotham for the common man. Yeah, the thugs. That's what he's there for. You know, um, this, this, this crime boss is taking advantage of this. He's very daredevil-y. And you could always say, like, hey, I set up the Justice League. Or they could always call him and... S- you know what I mean? Like tie him into where they're calling him saying, hey, we have this issue. And then he researches all the stuff, tells them like, this is what I would do. And then they go about it their own way. But he's not like a cosmic level 
fighter. Yeah, I mean he is in the comics, but correct. But he's, he's got not, a lot of spacesuits. He's not when it comes to movies. <laughs> he's got spacesuits with bat ears on them, Jerry. Well, you have to have bat ears. You're Batman. <laughs> um, I, that's all the notes I really made on it. I like I said, I I regret nothing of my four hours of watching this movie. Um, I, I would I would watch it again. Here's a I would too. Uh, I'm I'm completely on board. This is my version of Justice League. Like this is I don't by think far any single human being could ever say that the last version was better. No, not at all. And I saw not, one person say it, and they said I liked the last version better because I only wasted two hours and I didn't waste four hours. But that person's an idiot. There's enough good stuff in this movie. I love the character development. I love the the fact of like why they were brought together. I love seeing how the bad guy plays out and why he's doing his thing. Um, the two things I will say that I wasn't a fan of is the fact that it's still overly molten and dark. I hate and that. the slow motion that kind of stuff. Yeah, I hate the the how dark it has to be every time they fight. Like, why does the sun disappear just because you're fighting someone? It didn't bother me too much in this. I will no, say... it's not as bad in this one, yeah. but it's still there. Yes, it's there. Every time you get into a big fight scene, it gets super dark, and for some reason, there's fucking lava around. <laughs> Where does the lava constantly come from, and why is it there to begin with? It doesn't need to be there. Just leave it normal earth. You can destroy buildings around you. That's fine. I mean, Marvel goes about destroying entire cityscapes. You know how cool it would be to see some of those fight scenes in broad daylight? That's what I I was sitting there thinking today when I was watching it. I was like, maybe that's why it'd be like if the sun was shining. Avengers so great, right? So bright shines. Yeah. It is. It absolutely is. People enjoy a lighter shot scene. Even though it could be dealing with the same type of characters, the same big bad people that come from dark, terrible places, but you added a little bit of light to this scene, and they're like, oh my gosh, look at all these heroes. This is great. But as soon as you make it dark and brooding and full of lava, people are like, ah. Like I do. I get a little turned off by it. Same thing happened at the end of Wonder Woman. You ate some oysters. It just, yeah. I ate those buckets of snot, and I didn't like it. The last thing um, was that I wish they would have brought Darkseid to Earth. Uh, no, I'm fine with it. They were setting that up for the next movie. And yeah. frankly, yeah, they were. it's I unfortunate just, that we're not going to get it. No, I know. And that's why I kind of wish, like, I, mean, they I wish Steppenwolf it. wasn't. I didn't like Steppenwolf as a character. I don't but like him as a big bad. I don't it, care. It makes sense, though. The plot made sense, and it made sense why he was there. I agree. And it makes sense. They have the anti-life equation, and then at the end, the Marshmaner is like, hey, he's coming back. Yeah, I, I agree with Get all ready. of that. And then you but know they're going to bring in a Green Lantern. That's another thing. We had four hours worth of movie, though. They could have done that the first two hours of the whole Steppenwolf thing and had the second two hours of Darkseid coming to no, Earth. I, I liked the way they did it. They could have done that. I would. I wanted to see Darkseid more. I... Because, again, like, was, why it was almost as if, like, why bring him in the second half when you weren't going to see him anyways? He was like I the... I love when they lopped off Steppenwolf's head, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, when Wonder, Wonder Woman did? Woman. Yeah. And then he stepped on it, yeah. like, as if he meant nothing. That's his uncle. You know that? I did not know that. That's uh, Darkseid's uncle. Oh, Steppenwolf was his uncle? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know a lot of the details of all that, but... 
Um, I did. I was thinking because they did show a lot of Green Lantern stuff going on. I like the Green Lantern. Love Green Lantern. Love to get it into this um, universe. It's not going to happen now, obviously. But um, another thing I thought about Batman, though, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, there's no way Batman wouldn't figure out a way to get a hold of a Green Lantern ring. Yeah, I know the ring chooses the person, but come on, he could figure it out, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he could. Batman, Green Lantern. I bet you they've done that at some point in a comic. In book. the comics, I'm sure. But um, if not, copyright snarf talk. Don't steal that. This is <laughs> copyrighted. We've said it. It is documented, <laughs> and that is something that DC can buy from us. Yeah, no, they can't because they own all of those concepts. They, but you not can't together. Sell, you can't sell them putting them together. They own Why? all of that well, IP. That's true. But that was our idea. Yeah. You can't steal that idea. Well, we'll revel in it. I'm sure it's <laughs> happened, but um, no. Anyway, I would I would highly recommend the movie if um, for anybody, not even for comic book movie yeah. fans. Like it was an entertaining movie. I think it stands alone. It makes sense. Um, it was a high quality movie. Yes, it's an hour longer than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. No, you couldn't have done it in two. You yeah, could have done it. No, in, you could have done it in two hour and forty five minute long movies. Yes. Um, oh, it, hour and forty five minute. Yeah, I guess you 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 cut could a half have. hour out. Would it have worked? It had to be three. It had to have at least been three. Would it have worked um, as a four part miniseries? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I like how they broke it up in parts. Where they show you the different parts, and it says like part six, like yeah, darkness beginning or whatever. I, I think it's the best DC movie to date. I agree. There hasn't been many. No, but so, it's the but, best one. Um, let's move on to what we're watching because we don't have much time left. Uh, I yes, have sir. watched some stuff. I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, I've got two things. One of them, well, both of them are relatively short, uh, just because there's just not much to say here. So I've watched the regular like crap that I've always watched, but I started a show called The Last Blockbuster, and it's like a little docu-series on The Last Blockbuster that was available in Oregon um, and what they did to survive. I started it and immediately fell asleep. I haven't finished it yet, but it's something I want to go back to because it looked pretty interesting to me. <laughs> go ahead. Dirk said, bat guy using a green light source ring. I don't know why, but I just... Find that string of words funny. Bat guy using a green light source ring. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, anyway. And then the... So that is what it is. I want to go back and watch it. I haven't seen all of it yet. But it was funny because... Or it struck me because it shows this family that owns the last Blockbuster and what they were doing to keep it open. And they were like... Selling heroin. Well, they were like offering... They were... Turned it into a restaurant for like... Uh, Valentine's Day to where you could come in and eat and then also rent a movie and they would play it inside the Uh, building. They were doing all sorts of things and what they've done since then. Um, I need to go back and watch it, though, because I fell asleep immediately. The last one that I watched, this is the other thing that I watched. It's called Kid 90. And it was on Hulu, I believe, is where I watched it. It might be on Netflix. I can't remember. But you can search Kid 90. It's a documentary as well um, by Soleil Moon Fry, who was Punky Brewster. You know okay. the show Punky Brewster? Yeah, I used to watch that. Okay, you'll know her as soon as you see her, but um, she hasn't been in much since Punky Brewster. She's been in some things, but 
she's the one who put together this Kid 90 documentary, and it is all footage that she shot throughout her entire life because once she did, like right as she got Punky Brewster, she started picking up a camera and documenting her entire life. Charlie Sheen reacts after solely Moon Fry details their first sexual encounter? Yes. So she talks about how she lost her virginity to Charlie Sheen. Doesn't directly name him, but shows him every time. Every time she talked about the first time, it would show pictures of him and have his voice like on audio recordings talking to her and stuff. It was weird. Well, anyway, what I'm going to say about this is I thought it was going to be the depiction of what it was to grow up in the 90s and the depiction of like, uh, you know, of kids actors and stuff in the 90s, but I didn't know it was going to go in the direction she took it. Okay. It is super dark. Um, It's very depressing. It talks a lot about suicide, terrible mental health because of what they went through. Nothing like Punky Brewster. Um, (laughs) It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And she, she's, I don't know if I need this in my life, to be honest with you. No, no, no. I would never suggest you watch this. Anybody out there, you don't need to watch it. It's not necessarily enjoyable. I don't hate it. It is what it is. It's its own thing. We, Amy and I watched it together. We both had something that we enjoyed about it. Uh, like you see a lot of really young Leonardo DiCaprio and you see like she, her Leo and like all of these teenage actors that you knew of in the 90s that you saw on every single show hung out together they were all friends and she like documented them at parties and doing things it was really cool to see that but then you see the darker side of things where um she has like audio tapes of them talking about like i'm done with this and i'm gonna commit suicide and then them doing it it's like whoa this is a super dark turn that I was just not prepared for because I thought this was going to be a fun nineties documentary. Um, and then talking about like rape and different situations and Mark Paul Gossler's on that, uh, on there from, uh, you don't want one of these, I want to try it. Lime and prickly pear, cactus, Michelob ultra infusion. Who, Who doesn't love a good prickly pear in their life? Ugh. I'd drink it. I mean, I am drinking it. <laughs> I would. Um, anyway. So Mark Paul Gossler had a line in there that really struck me. And he said, uh, when he got on set for Saved by the Bell, it was like, he didn't necessarily say it was the first episode, but he got on set and a guy, one of the cameramen told him, he says, hey kid, as soon as you walk through those double doors and you get on set, like, walk through the double doors and we start filming. You go from a kid and you're into it. You turn into an adult. You're never going to be a kid again. As soon as we start filming you. And he's like, I thought it was like a joke. Like he was joking with me. And he said, it was a hundred percent true. As soon as I started filming saved by the bell, he said, everybody just automatically like looks at you as something to use or like some sort of benefit and they don't treat you like a a kid anymore. The way you grew up, you are treated as an asset or something to use. And it's more of an adult way of life. And he said, it's really hard for teenage kids. And she was saying the same thing. It's really hard for like 
you know, young adults and teenage kids to like adjust to that and be normal. He's like, it's just awful. He's like, if every one of us could decide not to be a teenage actor, like at that point in time, he said, every single one of us would go back and decide to have a normal life. He's like, because it's just not what you think it was easy to say. And when you're, I don't know. I always thought I wanted to be a teenage actor. Really? Yeah. Until I saw this. (laughs) Um, that's depressing. Let's move on. It that. was. Don't watch it. It caught me way off guard. Just not good. Um, I've watched a bunch of stuff, but I'm not going to dwell on a lot of it because I did watch the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You haven't seen it, so we're not going to talk about it. I tried to get to it today, and I just didn't um, have time. I, right before the podcast. I'm like, oh, really? it was like is 6.30, it, and I'm like, I got an hour till the podcast. I'm going to watch it. Is it? Are they hour long or 30 minutes? No, they're longer than 30. They're like 45 40, minutes? 45, 50 minutes. Like a WandaVision? No longer. Well, the last like three WandaVisions were over 40 minutes. Um, I will just say they're very Marvel cinematic. They're very movie-like. Oh. It's like you're watching a Marvel movie. Well, that's... More so than WandaVision. I could assume that. Yeah. So, I mean... um, I don't think that would be hard to do. We'll talk about it more later when you've watched it. Okay. Um, I'm still watching American Idol. I think it's done with auditions. Okay. I'm having fun with it. Uh, Justice League. Um, I guess the two big things I've watched, and I could do what I've played. I've been playing Super Mario 3D World. Oh, I've I knew I knew you had that because yeah. Cash was bought it. It's fun, fun Mario game. Liked it. I've uh, been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. Really? Oh my gosh! Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finish him. Um, two big things I watched. Uh, one, the first one, Raya and the Last Dragon. You spent the $30 to watch this movie. Not quite. Okay. Oh, not quite. Um, so. I, I want to see it I so did bad. not know that it was, the, that it cost that money. First off. But it, How? It says for Disney Premiere Plus. I just thought it came up, was coming out on Disney Plus. I didn't know it was extra no, money. Premiere Access. So we played it all up. We're like, oh, we're going to watch this movie. So I opened it up and I twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, well, fuck this! Like it, it's playing in the movie theaters. We can just go to the movie theater and watch it." It's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Absolutely. I thought it was only on Disney Plus. No, you can watch it in the movie theater. Oh, I, um, well, then I'm going to do that. So we're sitting there and I'm tomorrow. Like, and Marley's like, "Oh, we'll just go to AMC tomorrow and watch it in Morris or something." Um, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, "But that's going to cost us fifty bucks." So we might as well just watch it for 30 bucks. Yeah. So, and the kids were already primed to watch it. So I'm like, okay. But I love that experience. So do I. I love I, getting I, popcorn. I do too. But I'm just saying. You like, don't get it, the same popcorn. It's easier to justify when you're actually going to spend less money than you would spend at I, the movie theater. I agree. And on top of that, <laughs> um, when I went to buy it, they give you the option of buy, paying with Amazon coins. And How do I get those? I don't know, but for some reason, I already had like 500 coins in my account. <laughs> of course you did. I think you just, maybe you just get them. I don't know. I mean, I spend a lot of money on Amazon. I better have some coins. And then on top of that, if you buy coin packages, you get discounts. So I bought, it cost 3,000 coins to rent the movie or okay. buy the movie. Um, and you can buy a 2,500 coin package for like 15% off. And then I already had like fifteen percent off of what? Twenty five dollars. It's a dollar for a hundred coins. 
So you got like $3 off of... So I paid like $20 for 2,500 coins. And I already had 500 coins. Right. So you paid $20. I paid $20 to get the movie. So you got $9.99 off. Yeah, which is great. That's So I'm like, you know what? I'm in. Amazon coins all the way. $20. I would pay $20 for a movie because it is a lot cheaper than going to a movie theater. It's it will be out in June, um, free. But that's, <sighs> that's a long a little, ways. Away. That's a long ways away. Anyway, let's talk about the movie. Um, I want to see this bad. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I, I want to know if you liked it or not. I liked it. it. It's a very enjoyable movie. The kids really liked it. It's a great kids movie. Um, it didn't quite live up to what I wanted it. The to hype live up to. So th- they're they're pushing this as a. Like the best Disney movie ever made. No. Is what I, oh, I mean, yeah. Some of the reviews. No, I'm just telling you, no, it's and not. And some of the, um, like the trailers and like the way they've pushed all of the uh, actors, like to, you know, like uh, Aquafina and that one girl that I don't remember her name that I should was in Star Wars and is Raya. Daisy Ridley. <laughs> no, she's Raya. She's the. Daisy Ridley? No, it's not. It's the Asian American girl. Oh, okay. Rose? Yeah. Her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It She's matter. the person that plays Raya. And then Aquafina is the dragon. Those two people have been all over social media, you know, for like promoting this movie. And they've just promoted it in a way that they think it's like, you know, the next Moana, like the bigger <laughs> than the next Moana. Boy, it is a Moana wannabe. You think it's a, a wannabe? Mo- Moana wannabe. Yeah, Moana wannabe. It's it is Moana. It's the same story as Moana, basically. Is it really? Yeah, and not, it looks not it as looks good as same. Moana. Definitely. You don't think it is? Huh? Uh, it looks incredible. I want it to be better than all of them. Listen, it looks incredible. It's a fun movie. I'm gonna go and see this, and I'm gonna come back and tell you it is better than all of them, <laughs> okay. just to be the devil's advocate. You're gonna be wrong. Um, but it is a fine movie. It is a fine movie. It is not, does not rise to the level of. I just thought like the the storyline and it being Asians and dragons, you would love it. Me too. And it just didn't quite. Listen, I'm not saying anything negative about it. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was a great mm. family movie. Sounds kind of negative. But it didn't make me jump up and be like, oh my God. Why? Because it was fine. It was Did fine. you with Moana? Yeah, Moana's good. You jumped good out movie. of your seat and said, oh my God. Moana is an incredible movie. I know, but the it's soundtrack, only because of the soundtrack. Yeah. There's no music in this one. But it's what? Not, it's not a, there's no singing. No. What is Disney doing? <laughs> there's no singing? No, there's no singing in this movie. No. Huh. Well, now I've changed my opinion before I ever saw it. I liked the movie. It's fine. It's good. It was good. It has very funny moments. It's a good movie. So there's no like montage, like where they say, I'll make a man. No. Out of you. Listen, this movie is worth spending 20 bucks on if you have kids. If you don't have kids, just wait till June. To be honest, I kind of want to go to the movie theater tomorrow. It would be great to go to the movie theater and see. It would be a good, fun movie. It looks amazing i thought you were gonna say horrendous no it looks amazing <laughs> no it does i all of the trailers and stuff it yeah. looks really good so anyway that's uh, we'll talk about more after you see it okay um the big one i did watch is i finished and i started and 
continued and finished season two of Doom Patrol. Patrol. Um, DP, as they say. DP. As you Double may remember, DP. if you're a listener, uh, me and Jerry both gushed about season one of Doom Patrol. We did. The first three or four episodes are a rough sit. Um, the end of the season is unbelievably great. It is the weirdest, most crazy, yeah. insane thing you've ever seen. It makes no sense. Very fun. Um, it's a very fun show. Season two is very different than season one, for sure. It has some of the same aspects. Some ways it's good because you don't have to go through the whole like meet and greet process yeah. for the whole world. Um, I always I always start off thinking the second season is better because you don't have to learn anything about the characters. I do not think the second season is better than the first season. I do not believe that. Um, it, it starts, to me, pretty slow. Um, a lot of the main storyline revolves around his, uh, the chief's daughter, and I don't like that storyline very much. Um, but it all resolves in the last four episodes, five episodes, four episodes... Um, to something that I quite enjoyed a lot. Oh, really? And I actually couldn't wait to get home to watch the next episode of. So, and I was actually very upset that it ended. Like I wanted more. Well, that's good. And so, it ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, this is well, a writing a spoiler, thing. But so, what I would say, just like an outside opinion of this, is the reason I say that I always go into the second season as liking it the best right off the bat or better than the first, is because, yes, you don't have to learn anything about the characters much more than what you already know. They may give you new details about them, but you know the characters that you're getting into, right? So right off the bat, it's easier to get into a second season. If it doesn't jump off to you or you don't like it as much, that's a writing failure. Yeah. it's a failure in storytelling. It's a failure well, in holding up the characters. There is a hell of a lot of setup. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. That that's a failure right there. Is like if you have an over like abundance of setup for the story you're trying to tell. There almost has to you, be though. It's complicated. It's ah, so complicated. But there are ways. You've never around seen anything that. so complicated as Doom Patrol. It makes no. I, mean, I know, but there's ways the around that to make it enjoyable. It's like. If if you're gonna make the first five episodes really boring and set up, I just don't understand why you think you're gonna keep a fan base. Even if the last four episodes are great, you're one of the few that probably stuck around till that point. I think the show does well. I think it has. I mean, it's definitely gonna keep going. Um, I think they're gonna keep making it. The production value has increased immensely. Had to have after from the, the first, first season. Yeah. yeah, immensely. It's not even the same thing. Um, and this, I didn't think it was bad in the first one. It is not. Because it's like... It's not bad. It's clunky in a good way. At the beginning. And towards the end of the season, it, they, they spent more. They did, but I, it was still like clunky. Season you know I mean? two is vastly improved in that section. You spend a lot of time in, in the underground with Jane's personalities. Uh, but Which you, is awesome. You, yeah, it's super cool. You spend a lot of time um, with the chief and his daughter, which is the main kind of storyline of the season. You spend um, a, a little bit of time, I mean, less time with uh, Larry Trainer and Rita Farr and, and um, Robot Man. Less time in this season. Still, you get it in there. Uh, see, I like the idea of not spending as much time with them. I agree. You know? Agreed. 
Although I think some of the best stuff from season one was with uh, Larry Trainer, but mm, yeah. um, he's kind of getting to be a little annoying of a character. It's like get your shit together a little bit. Yes, he hasn't apparently. Um, I think he's starting to. Because I've only I know I've they're seen... still like not a team. Like they're not superheroes. They're not a team. They're so bumbling. There's so much more to this. They're bumbling. They they're not doing anything. They're not saving anybody. There's a lot more cyborg in this season. A lot more cyborg. Really? Um, yeah. Huge side storyline involving cyborg. Um, but none of them are competent at doing anything. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Still, and maybe ever. I don't know. I do like that cyborg actor. It's funny in the first season because you could clearly see it's just like oh, a yeah. piece of plastic stuck to his face. Yeah. You know, like that part is really funny to me and I think it's enjoyable because it is so like on the nose, like fake. Um, I still believe fully that the girl that who actors. plays Jane deserves all the awards. She was great in the first season. Just for the ability to play all these multitudes of characters and perfectly on T. That girl deserves everything. I mean, have you ever thought that she might actually have split personalities and they're just filming her in regular time? I, no, I've never considered that, but that's an interesting thought. It's possible. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't know if I can recommend this show to your average viewer. If, you, if you're just like an average, I want to watch like something cool. Um, this, is a, this is a lot. You, you have to have some dedication there, yeah. huh? Um, you will love it. Okay. Um, and anybody, I gotta watch it. anybody that's into sci-fi. What's it on it. again? Amazon? HBO. Oh, HBO. That's right. I couldn't remember. Anybody that likes sci-fi will like it. I'm not even gonna say comic book stuff because it isn't like that. It's sci-fi. Hardcore. Yeah. Um, it's kitschy sci-fi, you know, it's like Umbrella Academy kind of stuff. Kitschy, gitchy, yeah, yeah. Gaga? Yeah. Yep, that. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll like it. You should, you should definitely watch it. I yeah, hope yeah. you watch it because I want to talk to you more about all the ins and outs. It, it ends on a cliffhanger. That's a spoiler. But So you're saying I should start watching this immediately? Yeah. It's not very long. I mean, it's only like nine episodes, maybe ten. So nine or ten hours worth of yeah, yeah. time? You okay. just watched four hours of Justice League. So. No, I only watched uh, two and a half. Because I stayed up some last night. Okay, but you... Hour and a half last night, night two and a half Justice today. League movie. Well, yeah, but that was split up between two days. and So in four days, you should be able to watch all of Doom Patrol. You, maybe. Actually, I can watch a lot coming up this week because I will be gone for work. I'm going to be gone all week in Rock Island. Well, I come back on Thursday. I'll I'll be back Thursday uh, from Rock Island, but I will be spending the night there Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and coming back Thursday. Party up! I'm gonna have a party, party up. No, I'm the and guy Chili's that's gonna come back. Bar. I mean, I'm the guy that's gonna no, come. You're back gonna go to the Chili's open. bar, and you're gonna be just the drunk guy in the corner, just like hounding the waitress. Actually, I'm at a casino, a hotel casino, so. Potawatomi Bingo Casino? <laughs> it's not Potawatomi. It's Isle of Capri. I want to go on this trip with you. Isle of Capri. I'll be staying in uh, Bentendorf, Iowa. Well, hey, hey, that ending music lets us know that it's time for this t- experience to be over. 
Yeah, you guys aren't hearing the ending music no. until we play it, but I heard it because I didn't mute it. So um, remember, snarftalk.com slash madness. Get your brackets in right away. As soon as you next can. next week. Um, you have a scanner on your phone. Go in your notes app on your phone, and you have a scanner there. If not, get download a different scanner. It's very easy to do. S- scan your bracket. Scan your shit! And email it to us at info at snarfcomics.com. Then, when you're done with that, go to patreon.com slash snarfcomics and check out what we got there. Yeah. You can subscribe for $5. You're going to get every single thing that I've ever put on Patreon for our Dirk said the beef tour starts in Bettendorf. Beef tour starts in Bettendorf. Yeah, come to Bettendorf. I don't know if Iowa is known for their Italian beef. It's Rock Island, though. It's the Quad Cities. Is that? The Quad Cities. Is that like the Italian hub? They might have of Iowa. They're gonna have at least like, one hey, place. Hey Phil, get over here. We got some uh, Italian beefs. We got some <laughs> Jardinera. Uh, we got some Gaba de Goo. We got some, and we got the John Deere Museum. Yeah, over got the here. John Deers in the, over here in the Davenport. We got deers and beers. Deers and beers with the beef. Yeah, I'm gonna eat my beef on a deer. The Iowans are all they're all like Norwegians. They're like opi doopi doopi. <laughs> Herpy derpy. All the Iowans? Iowans. They're not not Italian. Oh, no, no, no. Not not in the slightest. But we're we're doing a Polish accent, not an Italian accent. No, we weren't. Polish? That's like almost Russian or German. The the Chicago accent is a Polish accent. The the Polish accent is Like, welcome to the Chicago Midway Airports. That's a Chicago accent, not Polish. Polish, dude. It may be derived, but it's It's not even close. Derived from Polish people, which is. You never said the word ski in anything. Listen, listen over here. Hey, listen over here. Polski. I need you to know something. I'm going to have a good. Chicago. Is known Polish. as a Polish town. Well, yeah, I know they got more Polish people in Chicago That's than they why do the we capital celebrate of Poland. Casimir Pulaski Day. Casimir. Casimir Pulaski Day. Pulaski. I don't know who the dude was. Key. But we get out of school. We get some Italian beef. We get some gabadagoo. <laughs> now you go to Italian. Gabadagu. That's New York. <laughs> that is New York. That is not Chicago. New York. Concrete jungle where we were made from. Nothing we can't do. But yeah, Italian accents are from New York, not Staten Island. Listen up, bro. You got to get the canned San Marzano's tomatoes. Peak ripeness when they're canned, okay? (laughs) said I'm so good at running this show off the rails. Listen. Coors Light is really good at running this show off the rails <laughs> in Bush Light. But for real, if you're in Bentendorf this week, I'll be there. Uh, Bentendorf, Rock you, Island, be Davenport. Belly up to the Chili's Bar and Grill. Yeah, and I'll be saying, hey, you got those canned San Marzanos in your gravy? <laughs> eh? You got be, the pep? You got the pep? He'll be eating some shrimp, <laughs> you spicy got any shrimp basil? tacos, and drinking a cool, crisp 24-ounce Bush Light. Give me that gabagoo. Give me that camera to go. <laughs> no, that's really what I'm going to say all week. I'm supposed to be professional, um, but I'm going to go to this meeting. We have a partnering meeting He's with the like, Coast Guard. Hey, Jerry Snyder here. I'm from the <laughs> yeah. Chicago office. That's, I'm right outside of Joliet. No, I'm going to say, no, I'm not the Chicago office. They have their own district. Okay, Joliet. I'm going to say Morris. 
I'm like, yeah, listen up there, Ghost Guard you guys. You got to say Joliet because you can go Joliet. I'm from the Joliet area. You got to go over to the Morris to get the beef. All right. We got the Bazas. They may be a chain concoction right now. I guess I guess they got multiple locations I wasn't aware of, but we got the beef. You can get the you can get some sport peppers or maybe a good banana on there. You get the hot jardinier, it's gonna burn your tongue. You're gonna love it. All right. They got the gravy made with the San Marzanos. Your your grandma would slap you like uh like like grandmas do. <laughs> Because they got the good gravy. They got the best nachos in the world, but you got to understand that they're just the round... <laughs> they're round chips. Chips. That with, they got from the market. The, yeah, with the nacho cheese machine. All right, listen, hang hang on there, Colonel. Just wait a minute while you want to talk. You got to wait a second. I got to gotta tell you about their foot-long pola sausage. <laughs> you can get a big foot-long sausage. It's Polish, all right? You get the crowd on there and a little mustard, and you're good to go. You put the onions on your other dog. You get a Chicago style with the, with the kraut or not the kraut, the tomatoes and the pickle, and you you know the. But you gotta leave off the celery salt because the doc says it's bad for my blood pressure. You say the word ketchup, I'll put you in the grave. Yeah. Am and I the right? San Marzano. Am I right or am I right? Or am, I right? <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Uh, uh, am I right, buddy? Uh, you, you, you. Anyway, that's so. That's my meeting this week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for Snarf Talk. This oh no, I said that. Oh okay. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I've been Jerry. Say yeah. <laughs>